today is draft day. That is right. We're doing a classic fantasy draft to highlight this next upcoming Spartan race in Webla. So it's an interesting little wrinkle. The course looks great. Looks really cool. We talk about that. And we talk about all the contenders who you need to know about leading into this particular Spartan race. My friends are here as always. Bracken Crocker, Kirk DeWitt, Jack Bauer. And of course, my name is Rich Ryan. I didn't even mention it. But we are here to talk Spartan race Puebla, the third stop at the Elite Series for Spartan. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. All right. Okay. We're on. It's race brain. It's draft day. I got a little intros. So the first guy we're going to intro knows more about natural hot springs in Colorado than he does about OCR. Jack Bauer. Hello. Fact. But it was a good thing that I knew my stuff because I sent you and Amy to a really nice place and you had fun, right? It was fantastic. Exactly. Like you had some qualifiers in terms of questions. And I was like, I don't know where the water is hot. And you're like, no, 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 not not what we're talking about. So Jack, glad that you made it here to also introducing the man who had the, who had the most beautiful flowing red locks. Kirk DeWitt looking Mm. sharp today, buddy. Rest in peace. Beautiful flowing hair. You're so good looking now. I'm having a hard time focusing. I know. It was better when you were way uglier. Shucks. Well, I think you're taking care of that, Rich, because you're kind of going for the homeless look right now. So, you know, the the universe ebbs and flows, doesn't it? I know. I'm I'm picking up the slack. Dude, the Avalanche are in the the Stanley Cup. I haven't watched a single period or even – is it a possession? Is that even what they call it in hockey? But I'm doing a a playoff beard because they're in. I got to watch at least one in case they win so I can go to that the the parade or something. I like it. See, I think men at some point should look as terrible as possible to ensure that their partner truly loves them. And I just got done with that and she loves me. So I think maybe you're just doing that experiment yourself, Rich. That's what I think. I think that's smart. What's the longest beard you've ever grown out, Rich? You ever grown out a real beard? Uh, Well, it's not for lack of trying. I've. Okay. It's the not ability it's, level. it's an ability. It'd be like Bracken trying to grow out his hair. It's just not happening. Well, stuff would happen. Just stuff not where happen. you'd expect you want it to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know if it's like the straggliness would eventually like kind of come together. I don't think so. This is about a week that I got going on. So yeah, give it a month. Give it a month. Yeah, give it a month. Yeah. You'll know what you're Cheers. working with in a month. Yeah. Give mm-hmm. it a month. All right. And the hundred mile hernia man, Bracken Crocker. My guy, what's up? <clears throat> you are the first people I've talked to outside of my family. It's my first time out of bed. It's a big moment. Well, you don't look as bad as I do or as bad as Kirk did with long hair, so you're doing okay. Doing all right. You should see me try to do anything other than just sit stationary. So I was so pumped that you pulled a 100-mile week. Was that your first 100-mile week? Yeah, my previous high was 72. Whoa, so and way was- above. I've hit like six or seven between 70 and 72, but this year's high was 44. Mm. <laughs> so you did you, it. did you almost not make it? I've been at dying to ask you about this. Like, Ooh, did what was going to give if it was going to give and how close did it come to giving? I realized early on that as long as I cut out all intensity, I could do whatever number I wanted to do probably indefinitely until something broke. Like I could have done another week for sure, as long as I kept intensity down. But on Friday, I ran a 13-mile tempo. Mm. And then on Saturday, I went out with uh, 20 in the race. 
he uh, got a hookup with the the new Tecton X, and we did 16 miles in the Tecton X, which it was too much carbon plate for my legs coming off a 13 mile tempo. So the next day, step one through the end of the run, my whole right chain, rear chain wanted to cramp. Hmm. But outside of that, if I hadn't done any intensity, I probably could have done, I don't know, 150 without any real drawbacks. Because I was just running slow. Did you do single, singles or doubles? My plan was to do 10 and 5 a.m. p.m. until my body told me to change. So I did that for three days. Then I did a 10. And then I finished with 13, 16, 16. Pretty Which impressive. were really 13, 17, 17. But I stopped my watch twice to adjust shoes or to pee and forgot to start it. So I have a few lost miles in there. So for those doing the math, it's about 14 and a quarter miles a day over the course of a week. Yeah. Whenever I think about the hundred mile, like a hundred mile week, I have to think about the the bicentennial challenge, Yeah, which is hundred miles, hundred beers. So how could you break that up? I've thought about it many times, never attempted it because it's also 14 beers a day. Yeah, it's. I'd probably be the expert to weigh in on this if anybody us, would be. Let's, let's hear. <laughs> I, is it possible? Absolutely. Is it possible? Is it going to be the most hellish feeling seven days of your entire life, and then most likely the most hellish seven days following of your life? The answer is yes, because in about a week you're going to develop a chemical addiction to alcohol and the endorphins of running. And then you're going to take it all away and you're going to want to die is what's going to happen. So I don't recommend it. Well, I think the what would be key here is to have the chemical uh, addiction to alcohol going into it. So you're having a lot, a big base of training leading into the bicentennial challenge so that, that, that like the waking up feeling bad and the running while feeling bad is kind of normal for you. I was thinking about that a bit on one of my runs and I realized that if, if, First of all, if there's anyone out there who doubts the power of sleep, go run a hundred mile week. Mm-hmm. Cause you suddenly realize that you go to bed thinking there is just no way. And you wake up realizing, all right, I can move again. I took two naps throughout the week. So sleep, sleep became huge. So if you did this, you would have to nail your sleep for the bicentennial. And I don't think you could do a single ounce of quality work. No. Would you try to do singles then? Like 14 and a half every morning and then just like post workout and try to get those 14 beers get done. Drunk. Yeah. Just get drunk. Try to what get I would, was easy. What I'd recommend is seven beers, nap, wake up, run seven beers, sleep, wake up, run, rinse and repeat for a week. That'd be the always, most sustainable. Always run first, then drink later. Yep. Always. Yep. Yeah. You don't want to be doing uh, like 25 beer miles in this. You want to just be sober and up. When you hit your run. I think that's smart. And I think you want to run last thing of the day, not drink last thing of the day. Correct. Just to I mean, kind between, of sweat it out, move it around a little bit. So you're between not- this and mod, we've had some pretty good conversations recently on the show. It made me realize I don't want to do this. Back in college reading about it on Let's Run, I was like, oh, I would do a bison tent. No. I went down I went down a rabbit hole today thinking about it. And apparently there's a guy in Philadelphia who I didn't know is probably right around my age who did it in a hundred hours, hundred oh, beers, hundred miles, hundred hours. That's it's a lot of drunk running. Is he alive today? I haven't heard of him from today. This was like 2011 or something like that. Uh, wow. RIP. Yeah. Tough representing that's Philly town. That's pretty <laughs> yeah, tough there. That's easy. Yeah. That's, that, uh, make, that makes running more fun. 
All right. So you mentioned mod. I don't think we should talk about mod, but did you guys get like, a, people really got fixated on the mod tests. Mm -hmm. That was what I got the most feedback on. It's like, oh, here's how you do it. And every yeah. test was completely different. So Some of them were just crap. Some were pretty decent. Mm -hmm. Did you have a favorite that came, came through? Ours. I did. Are you ours? Well, it would require Jack to formulate the correct ratios of importance and, and whatever formulas he needs. But something to do with, like, you know, the workout station and then the average pace run after the workout station. But the number of reps completed in the amount of time factors into your overall score. So let's say it's 30 seconds of jump squats. Well, the reps would actually factor in like, hey, you get punished if you don't do a lot of reps in the 30 seconds or you get rewarded. And it all factors into the same yeah. equation. So somehow coming up with a way where you can be rewarded, like for not sandbagging the exercise stations, but yeah. also obviously still factoring in the running. Somebody proposed that. And then I figure spit that to Jack and Jack. Will you come you could basically that. set a minimum qualifier. And then if you have less than that, it's like your score gets reduced by 1% for every rep you miss or something like that. I'm sure we don't have to talk about it now. We did enough mod, but that, that seems fair. We're gonna have to have a second conversation. We can't. It's not. Well, it's not. When numbers happen. It's that, yeah. Mod part two. I realize I want a uh, a people's mod and a lab mod, because I think if you could get a good lactate threshold number, then you could have someone do an exercise until you reached a certain acidity level, and then get right back to running at your threshold numbers and see how your pace changes. And you could do that off different variables. I think that'd be the cleanest way of doing it. But we still need to dial in the every man's mod. That, that, that's even hard to do just regular running, having the, the testing done. I've never had anything done like that in, in consistent training even. So that would be ideal. Maybe we can put, a, put together a little product for it. All right. Trademark. Portable mod system. Yeah, we can make that happen. But we'll stay tuned. Make sure to subscribe to get the latest mod talk down the road. But today we're here to talk about the third stop in the Elite National Series, which is going to be in Puebla, Mexico. So, Kirk, what are you most interested in leading into Jeez, this? Jeez, Kirk's good looking. I can't even get over this. <laughs> Continue. We need to redo our our emoji. What do um, they call Our caricatures? We do need to do that, Kirk. Oh, you guys are the best. Um, I'm blinded. Good. Good. I don't know how to respond to that other than if you want to talk off mic later, we can continue the conversation. Whatever they gave me on uh, for, for this surgery is really bringing out my, my <laughs> yeah. feelings here. All right. It is Pride Month. So um, uh, I guess I haven't seen the course map. Um, I haven't dissected it yet. So uh, my main curiosity was the elevation profile difference between the originally uh, assigned course and then this new one have you guys i haven't looked yet so i assume you guys have all seen the elevation profile i that's my first question what's it look like the map is out and jack i was going to ask you if you had any any map thoughts to redeem yourself from last time but we'll just talk about it now it's it's yeah. not there's not a lot of gain and loss very i think it's just set pretty high but it yeah. seems pretty runnable um but in terms the of the beast, terrain the beast is 1920 total feet of elevation change and it's confirmed that that's feet, not meters ft that's what it says okay. 586 meters parentheses 1920 feet so they, they change or gain uh elevation doesn't list it but my guess is gain and the equivalent descent 
So usually, usually they just put the gain on there, but this is a different company, I believe, who puts these races together, which is why the map was out almost 10 days before the race, which is great. Yeah. So we did get a good chance to look at it. Um, so, I mean, not it's, it's not nothing, I guess, but over the course of 13 miles, it's not a tremendous amount, like what we're used to in some of these mountain beast courses. So I don't think it's necessarily going to be uh, a, a grindy mountain type of course and on the elevation profile i think i don't think there is like a big climb that you're going to get a lot of that gain from it seems to be up and down kind of undulating the entire time so i would expect it to be 1900 yeah. feet of rolling rolling hills pretty flat start maybe around miles three to five goes up a little bit down a little, but you don't have those massive peaks like you'd see at big mm -hmm. bear or tahoe or anything it's it's pretty pretty level but we don't need everything to be a, a crazy mountain beast course. So I, I think it's cool. It is an elevation, but it's different than it, we're used to. And that's the thing. This should be celebrated, except it was already promised as a elevation mountain course. And people made decisions based off that. Had they led with this information early in the series, I think there'd be a lot more people who would have been excited about it or not excited. And now roles have been reversed because it was kind of like a bait and switch. I like that this course is the way it is, mm -hmm. but not the way it got here. I believe there was a second, uh, an initial uh, location for this, and it had to change kind of at the last second. So mm -hmm. I, I think that potentially that first location was going to be a little bit more mountainous. Where this and one is high, demanded it's demanded up front. What's the <laughs> elevation when you say it's high? Do we know where this is taking like place at? Nine thousand feet. Like oh, it's, it's way up there. It's, it's way up. Very oh, high. I thought it was. Okay. I thought it was mid sevens at the start, but it's that hijack. I think it's like in the eight. Um, it's super blurry, but I remember seeing some Strava, and you you were looking at like twenty eight, twenty nine hundred meters. So that's like right. That around was the first high. venue for sure. The second one still is. It's still um, high. Yeah, that was the Janos de Conejos venue that I that I saw from like three four okay. years ago that they've held it at before. That's almost worse. Like I would not want to go run flat and fast at 9,000 feet. Like that negates flatlander and sea levels chances even more. I'd rather go grind up a mountain. Yeah. Um, you at least get to run downhill. High. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Bracken, is there a precedent for a course like this where it is high, but is not necessarily mountainous that we've run in the past? Or even like, what would be an example of a, a beast course that isn't, re that has been, that has had high level competition on, not like a Fayetteville or something like that, that has been, uh you know 13 miles of just kind of like rolling terrain and not really gaining that much to elevation you're not going to find that yeah uh the most runnable was probably breckenridge the first or second year but that's still mountains in terms yeah. of just the co competitive beasts that are flat uh glenrose is probably the next closest jack you might be able to correct yeah. me but on u.s soil glenrose has a couple little like mini ridges but they're not real ridges no, they're like nothing foothills it's you'd probably get the same amount of vert and it's across you know it's a trail cross country race and yeah. it's you, not you, at seven or eight or nine thousand that's yeah. miserable seattle has had a beast a couple times um that's definitely not at elevation but it doesn't have you know national series level competition i know that fort carson and colorado springs last year um that's at elevation granted it's a super and it only had a few hundred feet, which is kind of a shame for Colorado, but you do have a couple examples of higher elevation, not being like all up a mountain and down a mountain, but it's not common at all. Yeah. Ohio beast had a little bit, but most people did the ultra yeah. there. We haven't yeah. seen a national series flat beast 
ever. This is about the same amount of elevation chain or elevation gain as Abu Dhabi, but it's not sand. So Here, here's not the interesting sand. thing: anyone who's ever gone to to altitude knows you can crank out a mile or a half mile. Five k is rough, but you can still attack it. You just feel bad, or you can grind up a mountain. The single hardest thing to do is run threshold at altitude flat, like try yeah, the temple. You're thinking like oh, 55, 6,000 feet. It's possible to go run. A 5k if you're talking 9,000 feet right that's like, like another level of you, suck you are right but that tempo running is i think the hardest thing to do at altitude 10k through half marathon pace maybe even marathon is like the the death zone and that's what they're gonna have to sit in if there's no climbing this is just a half marathon trail race which that's brutal so, so who who has who who has the advantage in something like this then, right? Is it still the people who live in altitude who might be the mountain climbers, but they just aren't doing this type of running, but just being used to being high up? Or is it going to be the faster runners who uh, are going to have that advantage and maybe they slow down their marathon pace by whatever, 30 seconds, and they're still that much faster than the rest of the field? Yeah. I mean, we don't have to answer so you want to give away our Yeah, draft. I was like, this sounds like some, somebody wants some info. I, I, ha- I have it all. Sort yeah. of. So I can think of a few people who wish they were there that yeah. live at altitude and are fast marathoners. I would okay. love to do this course. I'm yeah. thinking of me. I think it'd be great. And it's Rich, we, 350 bucks round round trip nonstop to Mexico City. Get on that plane. Don't do four. Is that bars. right? Is that all yeah. it is? Yeah. From Denver. Get... Oh, it was nice. a, a few weeks ago. So so with and it, we we expect the climate to be dry. Right. I'm not exactly sure. And like you, is it rainy? Or actually, I did hear that it's. So what yeah, I understand it, of the climate, right? It's kind of how LA can be in June, where it's kind of a fog rolls in, and then when the sun comes out, it it can kind of burn it off. So that might lead to some wet obstacles. Early, if you if you look every single day the rest of this week, it's you know low seventies, mid fifties for the high, low fifty to seventy percent chance of precipitation, thunderstorms in the afternoon, like. That's it's like tropical feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those storms always rolling in the afternoon. The morning's yeah. probably guaranteed to be calm and beautiful, but maybe a little condensed. So you're right. You're That's a Mexico problem. expert, Kirk. Anytime you Our live Mexico. in the mountains like that. Oh, yeah. Anytime I've been there, it's like that everybody knows this. You go spend time in the mountains and this time of year, it's what happens every single May and we, June. Storms we got hail yesterday in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you saw that, Rich. But... We didn't get hail here now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, beautiful morning. And then suddenly it looked like the world was going to end, but another thing that is worth noting here, there's a lot of running at the start um, until you hit about a log. There's a log carry here. There's a couple of like some old school uh, obstacles on this, like the log carry. So that's, that's somewhat early. And then there's a huge loop of running. And then really the obstacles don't really start until like the last 5k. So it's almost 10 miles of just, running uh we're gonna get ape hanger here which um is more fun than a game changer in terms when it's of wet the give on it plus the wetness does matter palmerton we've had wet before and that's and humid that also. was difficult yeah. and it's hard there it can be very hard in palmerton especially if it's second half mm-hmm. and how they chain it so it's tahoe is just so sterile unless you're freezing unless you swam first but if you didn't just go through the dunk wall or anything, it's fine. But once it gets once it gets dew or humidity on it, it's actually difficult, especially if you're dripping sweat. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I mean, so not I- difficult, but you have to be you have to approach it as if it's wet rather than oh, I'll adjust on the fly. 
It's there's genuinely a lack of, a failable obstacle for some people. So. And there's a lack of familiarity. Well, when we saw it in Tahoe, even because of the colds, the the women had a really hard time with it. That that ruined a lot of races uh, just because they got cold and couldn't get warm. And they got hit that sandbag carry and people were just out. People just got hypothermic. Bracken, I believe that ended your race as well. Yeah. <laughs> so gloves are gloves are okay on it. You can rip your glove if you're if you're on there. Cutters. Cutters failed me. Unbelievable. And you, that's like a good glove too. You know yeah, I, mean? I upgraded from my Walmart Wilson brand to Cutters <laughs> for Tahoe because I wanted two lap durability. I should have just brought two Wilsons and swapped each lap. There we go. Now, now we know. So for those looking for glove recommendations, Wilson's. I use some Amazon ones are like 14 bucks or something. Yeah, like that. that's all I need. Always. You're going to trash them either way. There's no, also no. a... Go ahead, Jack. Oh, I, I was going to say an obstacle that I think is actually going to give people trouble is the one right after that uh, balance beam. That's some, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's going to be like a slack line like you've seen in Europe, but I know that Killian, Woods, a few other people when they went to Greece had trouble with it. And that's if it's just a solid, you know, wood post or something, that's easy to get over. But if it's a balance beam uh, or, or a slack line, that could, has the potential to mess people up. This is the single biggest thing missing i think from the old obstacles to the new because we haven't lost too many from spartan they just haven't progressed there was a balance obstacle on almost every beast i ever ran going up until probably 2015 and in some supers and sprints and sometimes they were beams sometimes they were log hops sometimes it was a combination of one to the other and it was one of those things that everyone dreaded because it doesn't matter how often you pass it it's like the spear throw it doesn't matter how many times you hit it it's going to bite you when you least want it to. And it's, I like how that threw, we had it one time in a national series race. I think at a NBC Breckenridge, they had log hop, but other than that, we haven't yep. seen it since Killington worlds. They had one Palmerton the first year I did it, which I believe was an NBC race, but it messes had, with you. And I missed it. <laughs> it's the most anticlimactic thing ever. You're just like are on the ground. And when you get through it, it's the easiest obstacle that you could ever come across but when you fail it it's just like oh, this. so if it's a slack line though slack lines are hard no matter what and they have I, nice ones i think they, what i like about this is like uh they're letting the mexico the mexico however spartan is run there they're letting them do their thing and then mm-hmm. it got me thinking about well we've got a couple of canadian races you know one in the series and then the north american champs and canada's known for sort of shaking things up a little bit with the balance obstacles, some non-traditional conformist Spartan obstacles. They had the old Hobie hop when I went uh, there the last time. They had the... uh, Mexico has that often. Yeah, the tricep dip bars that you had to like scuttle across. across, Whatever it is. So I'm hoping like maybe this isn't... Because we've been kind of complaining about Spartan, you know, not innovating. And let's be honest, the balance obstacles isn't innovation. However gives me a little hope that maybe there's there's some things in Canada going to happen too that might be just a little bit different than what we've been seeing. There's also a swim, uh, and it doesn't really designate what that swim is going to look like. Sometimes they will have a swim, like uh, I'll just use Palmerton as, as an example because we've been talking about it. There's a swim in Palmerton, but it's more like of a wade down. They make you put on a life jacket, but like you're not actually swimming. You Which is interesting to. because two of the years I've been there, you couldn't touch the bottom. It was... It's whether it's high or low. It was a swim. Okay. Sometimes it is a legit swim. And I've been there where it's been like belly button deep. Hmm. I've never like, had that. Where West Virginia is a swim. Hmm. 
That is a non-negotiable. You're seven minutes for, for a, that, a yeah. long swim, which can be a bit of a game changer depending on what your strategy is going to be in that and how familiar you are with swimming under duress. Like if you're just going to do flutter kicks or versus some sort of breaststroke, uh, some frog kicking, like whatever it is your strategy is, it can throw people off because you might not know what it feels like after uh, a long swim like that later into the race because I believe it's at the swims also in the last 5k. Are we going to need to get a swimming mod score? Cause you just said under duress. Bracken. Yes. Always. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just have to take that's that, you know, half mile segment after the swim and that'll be your specific swim mod. Yeah, score. You're, sod. To see. Yeah. you're sod. sod. <laughs> uh, uh, Bracken, has there been an international race? in a national series is there been any element of unfamiliar travel outside of a world championship race or or uh or a north american championship type of race no no just people it's one-offs people i've gone down to mexico dubai killian's done uh andorra and maybe one other you've seen people austria and japan yeah yeah you see people jet over for something kent did a a European stadium. Magida was over in Japan, I think, or Tokyo. No, no, he was over in something. He might have commentated, not raced, but he was overseas coming back from. Anyway, people go off. They're just one-off races. We haven't yet seen like another another because they're generally um, franchises. They're not. Hmm. They're under the auspices of Spartan, but they're standalone. As long as you check certain boxes, you do whatever you want. We've never had one of the franchises say, this is the way we're going to do a race and have it be a national series race. And like Kirk was talking about, that's that's a cool a cool shakeup because you don't have to innovate to make things new and difficult. You just have to do other things. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just give us some more wheels. Yeah. So this is actually kind of a, a cool tie-in. So I looked it up since we're talking about international athletes and U.S. athletes, how many people do you think have podiumed in the U.S. and Mexico before? Both? Yeah. Just raw number, how, how many? Yeah. Two. Oh, 12. Super close bracket. Oh, you, didn't let, you didn't let me guess. I was going to... Oh. oh, sorry, Rich. I, I thought that I heard three numbers. I say, are we guessing who? No, you don't have to guess who. Okay. But Let's see if you can get a quarter of them, Bracken. All right, go, go for it. you get four. Uh, Angel. Yes. Layup. Me. Another layup. Yep. Uh, Miguel. Medina. Yeah, correct. Hunter. Yes. Um, Chikorita. Yes. Uh, has Chris Scherf? No. You're you're done, so we'll cut it off. Alex, five. Alex, Alex Nicholas, Hugo Godoy, Isaiah, VJ. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Acapulco, um, I think, 2021 when he had that podium shirt issue. Um, Alyssa Hawley, April D, and Marie Isabel Zamora Zarate uh, is the other. So, got twelve athletes who are familiar enough um, in this field. You've got Angel, VJ, and Maria. So you have three of the twelve who will be racing who have experience in both countries. I forgot Nicholas did one down there. Yeah, those first three that people went down for were just massive, massive nightmares out on course. Everyone yeah. going the wrong way, doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, and Jack, I know you've done some analysis that's a little bit more uh, changing time zone, like people going to uh, Europe and uh, the Middle East for racing and, and vice versa, them coming to uh, North America to race and how 
much of a drastic change that is in terms of their results. Do you anticipate it changing the results within North America, just changing, uh, just crossing the border, having a little bit more of a hard time navigating like who to talk to and what to eat and, and how it's going to be like getting into your hotel, like just little things that might add a bit of stressors outside because the time zone shouldn't be much different. What, like, what is, what is the time zone there? What, what are we, what are we on mountain time? Central or mountain time for, yeah. for what they're at. I don't, I don't think that it's going to be as big of a deal. Bracken for sure knows more because he's done a lot of international racing, but I, realistically, you know, I, as I mentioned earlier, you can get a three to four hour nonstop flight from Denver. That means that pretty to much where anywhere to Mexico city. Right. But then there's like a three to four hour drive from yeah, Mexico it's two and a half location. hours after. Yeah. I Which was going to say, you don't want to be doing if you don't, have someone there helping you yeah yeah it's going to be a little more extreme but i don't i don't know i I feel like most of the athletes who have who who will be traveling for this race have done an international race before this isn't going to be their their first time doing it and you've seen athletes like angel and some of the other ones that i mentioned who have come over from mexico to the u.s they do just fine during travel i know it's a, a little bit different but I don't know, Bracken probably knows more, but I don't think that it's going to be the same as if you were to uh, go to the Middle East or Europe. I can't think of a time that I've gone to Mexico. I think I've been three or four times now where I didn't end up in the bathroom all the time. Mm-hmm. Not once. And I start, I don't know about you fellas. I mean, I've been careful and I've still been like in the bathroom by day two. I'm wondering like, who's going early? Who's going to be empty by the time they hit the start line <laughs> as coming from the U.S.? I know that's a silly thought to have, but I've been there Real pretty sick. much every time. Yeah. So, Well, and there's two types of international travel. There are places where English is as common as everything else. And then there's rural Mexico. And there are Mexico cities that are based around tourists and this is not an area like that. So I had trouble with my rental cars. Um, It was a nightmare. I had trouble navigating, uh, driving Mexico city is a nightmare and getting out into the countryside. You're at the mercy of your phone. So my prediction is someone's not even going to make it to the start line. It probably won't be a huge name, but rental car snafu, whatever's going on. If they don't have pre-planned people to help them there, or they're going to get into a group and, you know, crowdsource the the problem. It, it will be an issue for someone, even if they do make it there. There's going to be a bunch of people who get there with bad sleep, bad GI, and you don't want any of that stuff at altitude when you're trying to def- run fast. Definitely download your uh, your maps for offline viewing, just in case you have bad reception. Yeah, the last thing you want to do is mm-hmm. get stranded in the middle of nowhere. Have any of you guys been to Mexico City? That's where I learned to drive stick. It is Mexico City is a nightmare. I mean, you think any of the big major U.S. cities are like a cluster and busy and chaotic, like go to Mexico city. It's Five like, lanes it's, it's like New York on steroids or LA. It's just a nightmare. So like, I just see that being very frustrating for some people. It's a bigger city than New York. Probably yeah. It's so huge. Much, yeah. Mm-hmm. And nothing makes sense. The, the <laughs> rules of the road are just, it's like watching a, just like a herd like confine into and out of spaces. The road will be five lanes and suddenly be three and they'll still like fit. They always fit an extra lane of vehicles into whatever it is. If it's two lanes, they drive three wide. If it's three, they drive four wide. It's just tricky. And if people are stressful travelers, that's going to get to them. So you, you got stuck with a stick shift rental car. Is that what happened in Mexico city? Cause I, I can't imagine dealing with that in that sort of traffic. It, it's organized chaos at best. 
I went down with a debit card, not a credit card. Mm, and none of the, the international companies would rent to me, even though I had reserved already. So the only one that would rent to me was like some place that I think I ended up renting someone's vehicle who worked there. It, we, we were communicating through an app. I was trying to call my bank. It was it was a nightmare. And eventually they wrote down on, piece of, on a piece of paper. It said uh, car at curb, 15 minute tow away. And I had to just go find the cars because they dropped it off and just left it at the curb facing the curb. And there's like a two or three lane highway that goes back. It. And I had to back it out into traffic and go. And I don't know how to drive manual. <laughs> Backing it out is the, getting into and out of first and reverse to me were the hardest parts of trying to learn manual. And I couldn't, I killed it like eight times. And there's, you know, those security guys with their, their rifles there watching this gringo just massacre someone's rental car. Eventually, I just opened the door. I put it in neutral and just kick pushed it backwards into traffic. So I didn't have to worry about getting out of reverse back to first. So I just like backed it up while honking and got going. But in the like a mile into it, you hit a massive roundabout going into the city. And I probably got stuck in that thing for 15 minutes because I kept killing it because it was, you know, rush hour. It was terrible. It was like a 30 minute drive to my hotel and it took me over an hour. Started thunderstorming in the middle of it. We were bumper to bumper for an hour and a half. That, that's how I, that was my rental car experience in Mexico. So we can expect that to happen to at least someone. Yeah. <laughs> there are people that. in the sport we've talked to who they always carpool because they don't like to drive. Mm-hmm. If you don't like to drive in New York City, what's going to happen in Mexico City? For sure. So. Let's talk about the the who's who's going to be there, who's not who's not coming. Um, Jack, give us a you're you're doing your thing. You're yeah. up in them DMs, getting the intel that we need. We appreciate you for doing that, Jack. No appreciate it, Jack. Say say it publicly. So on the women's side, who who's not coming that is worth mentioning? Oh man, um, I would say the the biggest name who will not be there is Emma Cook Clark. Um, it mm-hmm. would have been amazing seeing her and Lindsay for third straight race going head to head. Um, I, I would say that she's probably the the biggest no um, <laughs> on the women's side. She'd uh, be other... a favored winner, I think. I would think so. I, it, Lindsay would have run a with re- I mean, and I just watched the the Big Bear recap. Jack, great yep. job as always. Jack mm-hmm. on site there. That Lindsay was only gaining ground on her on, on the descents. So if it was flat running, just up and down rolly, Emma could probably miss the spear and still win. She's that good. She's that good. Yeah. (laughs) Emma's pretty amazing. Um, uh, Other big names who performed well in the national series, Ashley O'Hara will not be there. Emma, um, let's see, Amy Cross, Aaron Sande, Lacey, um, Nicole still isn't healthy. Sarah Kais won't be coming back. Natalie Miano uh, has an injury. So you, you don't have as many of, you know, the potential podium athletes there, but you have plenty who would be in the mix for a top 10 who won't be showing up. Yeah. So it's still going to be pretty, pretty deep up top. How it really will. Yeah, it will be. It's not going to be like slow where it was kind of just the two and then the rest where in big bear, it was pretty deep from one to like six or seven. So we'll just talk men or women. Women. Because I, I see the opposite. I see it's going to be one massive chase pack. I suppose. Without Emma there, I guess that's fair. I, I think, I think we're going to have a lot go wrong for a lot of people. 
my opinion. Yeah. There could be a chase back of eight. Yeah. The, yeah, it, it's going to be really good battles. I, I think we all know who's probably going to come out on top, um, but I think it's going to be closer <laughs> than people realize for the next pack, just like Bracken, and it's going to be deeper. Don't spoil your pick. Is your show still called Who's on Top? Um, or is no. it changing now? Miranda, to... Is Miranda still on? Yeah, Mar- we're recording tomorrow with Miranda. Okay, so. okay. Yep. great. Love Miranda. Jack, do you ever work? Yeah. Your, your real job? Uh, I do. I do. I'm okay. a big employee. I believe it. I'm just yeah. curious with all and this great podcasting podcaster. these days. All right. Good employee, great podcaster. Yeah. On the men's end, who will we not see at this race? Yeah, so that's where you're going to see a lot of the um, the bigger names not there. Uh, Aaron Newell had a good performance in Big Bear. He won't be there. Hawk Call, um, that's a, a he was this planning on it initially, will not be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Uh, Johnny Lunalima um, will not be there. Josh Reedinger, Josiah, Lars, Kirk, um, you already mentioned that you're not going to be there. Uh, Ryan Kempson, Sean Stevens-Whale, Tyler Bierman. You, you've got a bunch of people who could podium or finish 15th, depending on how many people are there. So that's the the biggest shakeup, but most of the top talent on the women's side will be there. That men's fields cut like over in half compared to the last race. If you want to go rake up some points as a man, you book yourself a ticket down to Mexico city, get your butt there. Sure, you're you talking to yourself. Are you just looking in the mirror right now? Maybe you had a good workout today. Feeling cute. I don't know. Maybe. Probably not though. Was that new haircut workout or are you just that fit? I'm fit as hell right now. I don't know how. Yeah. Uninterrupted just, training. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it, it works. Do you think, how do you think you do on this course, Kirk? I, I mean, it seems like a type of running that you'd be used to as opposed just not the altitude part. I'd get crushed. Me and altitude don't mix unless I get some time. So I think I would just, I'd be frustrated not being able to, if I'm over 9,000 feet the entire time, I have a feeling I'd be left frustrated is what See, I, think I think would happen. I think the opposite. You've always done well on like Jacksonville and Chicago when it was muddy and obviously the superior trail, which has a lot of, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of just humid, wet terrain I, with rolling hills. I think this would be a really good course for you regardless of elevation. Cause most people are not used to that elevation and that terrain fits your, your skill set. I think if we took a group of, of Spartan athletes and we made us all run a half marathon on runnable trails, I would bet on myself to potentially podium right now, to be honest. So, so in that regard, I agree with you. However, altitude, man, I don't think I've gone one time and not felt like my life was turned upside down. Once I there were two races, if they had like the card carrying, I live at altitude race and all the, the sea level guys, have to race. I think you against all the other sea level people are going to handle altitude as well as anyone. Mm-hmm. But what do you do against people that live there? That's it's just Four, such a disadvantage. Four thousand feet, five thousand feet. I think I could maybe fake it, but nine thousand feet. Oof. But like with the people who are at altitude, they're mostly running mountains. You know, oh, I true. think I, I and you haven't done uh, altitude course without mountains, so it's hard to know. Like, have you ever done a? You ran a 906 two mile at altitude. That's true. You know what? Maybe I'll pick myself as our wild card. (laughs) (laughs) Is that possible? Just kidding. Let's move on. Do what you want. Uh, Okay, cool. So let's talk. So let's start talking about the draft. That's what we're here to do. It's time to get fired up. We got to talk about the results from the previous one. We'll just touch on it briefly. Let's do that. The KB Corral. The KB Corral is 4 0. 
Uh, Kirk is two and zero in his lifetimes, undefeated here. Feels good, even, even though Bracken made most of the correct picks last time. But you're still oh, learning. No, yeah, come on, but you, Kirk, don't listen. They're trying to drive a wedge between us. We know these tactics. Oh, and I've come to terms with the fact that you are the reason that we not only won but yeah. dominated because of those. Con- you convinced me of like two picks there, and and that's on you. I support my partner. Or I stand behind my man. Yes, you do. I'm two and two. Hanging in there. It just could take one one swing, one swing, and we're tied up. Jack, however, is 0 4. So he's got he's gotta get he's gotta really bring it back. He's gotta hope for you guys to get last and me to get second to get even be in the mix. I'm hoping my international knowledge helps with with the racers because this is this is my chance. (laughs) Yeah. My prediction is if Jack goes 0 4 again this week, or if if I go 0 4, that's bad. Going to that he resigns from his real job and he goes all in on this. Oh, <laughs> so be like oh Matthew McConaughey and two for the money. He's just gonna be sitting there working out, sweating, pouring over the numbers. Yeah. So let's Double talk. A, so we have a uh, wheel of names that can that will dictate our draft order. Um, best part of the show. Best part of the show. So let's go ahead and bring that. Up so we can, and we, we're still doing. We're do, not going. We, we do pick, we do keepers first. I thought so that we're not influenced by the order. Uh, that's true. So yeah. let's do let's do keepers. Good okay. call. I was I was thinking it was the opposite. Yeah. Um, all right. So he's just grasping at straws. No, I, I, no desperation's an ugly look on anyone, except Kirk right now because he's so handsome. Kirk could do whatever he wants right now. Yeah, Kirk can make yeah, that happen. I'm feeling really good about myself over here yeah so i'm i'm guessing the corral does not know what their roster was looking like last time so why don't we pull that up so they can take a look and they could uh then the roster think about and i actually just pulled it up as well um okay using our using our graphics on our race.brain on ig follow Mm -hmm. give us a follow what are the rules for keepers again just refresh me it has to be outside of the first two rounds of picks and then Whatever you are not eligible. Yes. So ninth pick or later, I believe, right? Seven. Correct. Or later. Yeah. How would it work? Seven or later. How would it work with I don't know how math um, Oh yeah. With waivers. Would your waiver pick be your last? No, we we had someone be a waiver last in twenty twenty one and already set the precedent for keepers. So I don't think we can do it this year. No keep no, you can't keep your waiver. Yeah. Because okay. they're wild I think, cards. I think I had a Chris Brown like, waiver, and I wasn't allowed to keep him. Yeah, that, okay. I think that was the scenario. So, you, so you can't keep Mark Gutet in this time. No, no, no. His waiver was Lars, or their waiver was Lars. No, the keeper was Lars. Their waiver was Mark. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's tough to keep all of our awesome I, picks straight. <laughs> I, and I if thought you kept... waivers. I thought it has to be a one. Uh, you, you can only pick someone from rounds three to ten. That's what I meant. Instead of. The, so your wild card. Well, yeah, it, you, wild card where I got the W's confused. The, what there do you want to do with? There was yeah, a situation ahead. last year where someone got a um, a wild card and they were not able to keep it later. So you have it had to be someone in rounds three to ten. Because wild card are people that we might not know are coming. Exactly. So it could be a really good. It could be like a a Kempson or something or like John that. Albin or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what do we want to do about waivers then? So if you if they wanted to keep Marquette, would he be then their last pick? Because that's typically how I've done keepers in the past. If you pick some up off the waivers in like football, you pick up uh, 
I don't know. I'm out, I'm out of football terminology. I don't know any of the players right now. Uh, but if you pick up somebody and you get to keep them as your last pick in the draft, do we want to do that? Because that wouldn't – because if yes. we replace – I think that's what it should be. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone overlooked them. Yeah. So Mark got in around 10. Wow. If that's what you want to do. Jack, let, let's let's let them take a look at their roster a little bit. Jack, who are you going to keep here? Uh, I've got Bracken pulled up. Oh, uh, okay. In, in his team. I thought I was sharing the screen. So not, yeah, share it. The screen. I, I want to see something. It says StreamYard is sharing your screen. Okay, hold on. It's, I gotta make my thing. I gotta make my. I was clicking on stuff. It's on. It's on my end. Hey, okay. there it is. There we go. That's on me. Here's who you're eligible with. The highlighted. These ones. Yep. Does that include Hawk or no? He's not there. I guess so. Whatever. Hawk is not, not there. So yeah. pe- people who are there. Um, Oh, this is tough, Kirk. Those are your yellow. Those are the ones who are there. Is it tough? And Mark will I, be your last pick. Hmm. It is kind of tough. I think oh. I got one. What do you think, Brian? Honestly, I'm torn between Botrus and Gaudet. I, my mind was all in on Botrus, given the nature of the course. But the- since Gaudet would be our last pick guaranteed... It's tempting just to say, give us him in the 10th yeah, spot. Yeah, but Gaudet also does live at elevation, too. It's good, good value. Since we can have him last and still pick Botrus whenever we want him, That's I'd a good lean point. towards Gaudet. He's Berglowski, got good flat speed, too, I suppose. Roglowski mm-hmm. just did a 100-miler, and she struggled. She messaged us saying that she listened to our DNF episode afterwards because she uh-huh. had come real close to quitting. So... Let's, if go, I had let's just, go Gaudet, I think. Are you, Gaudet, I, yeah, I think 10? now that I'm thinking it through, I mean, Mark Botches is the flashy, shiny thing, but I think Mark Gaudet is the the right choice here. All right. Okay. They're just going to overlook Roglowski. Okay, that's fine. I, think, I thought round, round 10 for you guys. Um, Would you have picked Roglowski for sure, Rich? Yeah, I don't care what she has done in the past. <laughs> I just, it doesn't matter. Without yeah, Emma going, exempt. she's exempt. Yeah. yeah. We still what, can take her. So so, so here's the other thing. Um, so you're you're going with Gaudet, Rich. Here here's your team. Since you already have Nick as your keeper, didn't we say if you pick them back to back times, that's the only time that you could do it, and they have to be your first overall pick. He'd be my number one pick this time. Yeah. Seems. Um, find out how much he likes his boy. I do like him, and I like him on this course. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and keep Ryland though. Ryland in four. Ryland in four. All right. Shocker. And my people. If Rose see. was a lower down pick, I think I would have taken Rose. Yeah. I don't know. But All at right, three, so. could probably get her there again. Probably. So my roster, I would have to make <laughs> Alex the <laughs> number one pick. Um, Here's a no brainer. Woods in seven. That's a good pick. I, I wanted to pick him in general. I would yeah. consider him a top two guy potentially on this course. Wow. Yeah. He's in the top tier. Yeah, I, I've got him. I've got him heavily weighted for this this yeah. course. So Jack, I'm. I got a little wood woody envy. <laughs> you got a wood. I think envy. Ryan's gonna re- remind us who he is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He did not do Charlotte Savage race, which to me shows that he wants this. He's focusing on this race. You know, Glover Teixeira fights this weekend, and he captured the UFC belt for the first time at 43. And I just wow. think it's too – I don't believe in coincidence. We're going to have Woods come out and do the same thing. <laughs> Those two seem to be pretty tied pretty close that 
Yes. I think that that makes sense. Both right. written off, both back at it. Okay, so just just confirming, Rylan in four for Rich, uh, Woods seven for me, and Bracken and Kirk, Gaudet in ten. L- looking at these lists of mm-hmm. names, there's this one category, um, 99% not racing. Uh, is that always just going to be Chris Brown underneath I, that one? I think is that so. just his own category? <laughs> I think so. He did the beast at Big Bear. I didn't, I didn't realize that until today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, and he won by like, 10 minutes what were his words to you this time jack yes good question um okay i'll pull it up because we're starting to be able to decipher a little bit of the chris brown hieroglyphs. yeah yeah we need we need to uh to clarify talkers i I think necessary he he sent me a picture of someone who looked like they were overweight on the couch so i think he's implying that he's fat and out of shape which i don't believe um but let me pull it up um, okay, so I messaged him. I said, I, I know the answer is already 99% no, but are you doing the race in Mexico next weekend? Uh, and then he sent me that, and he, he said, that is correct afterwards. That was it. So same answer as always. Same answer as always. So 50-50. Take okay. him at your, at your well, peril, but... Is I, there a trail? Yeah. There is a trail? Yeah. Okay. Because that's the thing. He'd be nasty on this course. Nasty, nasty. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm like 99% sure. Um, here, here's the Mexico race. Yeah, if I knew he K, was here, 10k, they've got both of them. I'd so. consider taking him number one overall. He's put in 200 plus mile weeks these last two weeks, which I mean, any he could race well on that. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't look like he's planning on it based on his current training. 200 yeah, plus well, Chris, Chris did 200? that one day. <clears throat> oh, speaking yeah. of which, true, they found two hernias. In you? Yeah. A, d- a two for one. So maybe he's prepping for a double or triple hernia surgery. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> that, that's the only only explanation. <laughs> All right. So the draft. So we draft in snake style, five men, five women, one wild card. We're allowed one keeper, which you just went over. It's cross-country scoring. So it's the top, it's the sum of our top seven finishers, men and women combined score, lowest score wins. It's dual meet style, so it's head-to-head scoring. So each week we'll have two different outcomes. Have our keepers. Are we ready for the the wheel? Let's do it. Waiting. Let's do this. I came thing. out of surgery asking how how many hours till the wheel. Last time you guys were in first and just blasted through the odds and still took away the first overall. And whoever wins the wheel gets to gets to select where they want to draft. Look you guys at see us. it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Just one lonely sliver. All right, we ready? Piece of the pie. All right, right, we're spinning. Come on. Oh, rigged. Rigged. I'm okay with that. Go ahead and take it. Ready to go, Rich. Thank you. My favorite result is for Jack to get it and not to win. And screw up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go again. Let's see. Three to one. I like my odds. Yeah. Okay, Rich, what what were you gonna? Which order? I am unsure. All right, wheel of names. Nice job. Great, great work as always. Um, I need one second to think about it. So, oh my goodness! You should know. We have two people uh, over here, and we're just firing off decisions for you. It's true. Uh, I want number one pick. All right. Oh, go ahead. 
Sacramento Kings this. I can feel it. I was just thinking about that. They're, they're, well, they have the they have they're in a tough spot they're, this year. They're gonna they're gonna really screw it up. Not me though. Jack, however, yeah. where are you picking? I'm, I'm going second overall. It's worked in the past. Did not work last time, so it'll surely work this time. And that leaves uh, Bracken and Kirk. Let's take third. Don't call us Shirley. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> let me fill in the keepers. So round four, Rich. Um, you were doing Rylan. Mm-hmm. And then Jack, who'd you keep? <clears throat> round seven, Ryan Wood. Woods and ten. Oh, what a steal! And you have got Mark Goddard. I got a good feeling about Mark on this one. To be honest, mm-hmm. he's healthy. I like it. Uh, yeah, it's looking good. His last looking race, he was good. two. Yeah, let's t- let's let's just talk about the keepers real quick. Says we'll probably skip past them. So I like Mark here too. I think that last race was uh, it was after two ultras and he probably had covid in big bear mm-hmm. so he did should yeah. be healthy a little bit more rested unknowingly we didn't give mark the respect he deserved in our draft and then he went out and he laid an egg right and he did that because he was sick and he was coming off of two ultras and now we're going to really talk him up and we're going to build him up and he's our guy and he's going to come through so we yes, put it out is. there yeah i like it for him like you said he does have some good wheels uh, on flats and lives at altitude has been been here a while now <clears throat> did did won the world the ultra world championship at altitude um so uh, and you know what special forces sometimes gets kind of overstroked but you know what <clears throat> they don't care about situations travel food sleep that man's gonna drop down to sleep anywhere on this planet and be just fine wake up and ready to rock he's not gonna be thrown off like other people might yeah and he's done 24 hour races. It, like he's used to competing on yeah. really bad conditions. Yeah. Do you he's think, not going to beat himself. No. Do you think the athletes who did most recently travel to Abu Dhabi have a bit more, uh, more recent experience in terms of like what to expect from the unknown and might have a little bit more like learned from that in terms of like this unfamiliar travel? Will that play into this at all? You think it should. It should. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it for the 10th pick. Seems like a value. Jack Woods. We'd mentioned it quickly. We like it. We all like it. Him and that UFC fighter who's also old, they're doing great. So we'll see how. So, Jack, how are you feeling about it? I believe in Woods. That's why I picked him last time. And I think that he was running a, a great race and kind of gave up after he ended up having to do burpees and was out of contention. But he might be a little bit slower. He always does what just kind of like I, I mentioned with Kirk on the sloppier terrain in Jacksonville and Chicago and, you know, some of these nastier courses. He always does well there. And he seems to do well at elevation, too. Might have lost a step, but I like his odds. Is he sleeping in his tent these days in his elevation tent? Do we know those stats? I don't track sleeping. Haven't heard. Haven't heard. I just have this vision of me on the treadmill watching Ryan Woods run to the top of Squaw Valley first, like three years in a row. Just I'm always watching this guy when he preps for altitude, he shows up Mm -hmm. and it never went his way, but he was always able to just run with anyone at altitude. And if we get anything close to that version of him, he's going to be an issue for people on course. Yep. And we talk about it as as 
we age, the high end output is probably what's going to go first. We talked about it a couple times already. This pacing is not going to be breakneck for most people. Um, so if it sets into like a slower grind, I would expect Woods to be at as fast as anyone in that type of work rate. Um, yeah. So I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, then, I have to pick envy on that one. I really hope to snag Woods today. And then Rylan, the young gun here from opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, he, I think he's already headed down there. So Kirk, like your, your point gives me a little bit of pause. Like I hope that he na- is navigating it. Well, he's not tapering for this. He's just going to go after it uh, as much as he has in the tank, but he is young. He's new to the sport. He lives at altitude. He's getting faster. He's learning it all. And he's just confident. You know, he's not going to shy away. He's got more wheels than we give him credit for too. Yeah. Like I know the fitness we all had around him in slow and the paces we were running. Um, dude can run f- fast and flat as well. So I think he's got all the tools in his belt. He's going to need to run well there. He's been fifth and sixth this year. If you're getting him 12th overall, that's a steal. Hmm. Yeah. He is hiking a 17,000 foot tall volcano slash mountain though. So that, that's the, the, the descent is what would worry me a little bit. It's easy work for him. He's going to fly down. So that He's like not out. too unpredictable weather. Right into the, oh yeah, not not around the volcano. <laughs> not that, the dude's, that dude's stoke birds are always chirping, aren't they, Bracken? I've never it's incredible. Never seen someone get that fired up about nature. He just yeah, loves I love his it. life. I love it. <laughs> so I think he'll like the the travel part of it and just seeing it all, I think will be yep. a, a good for my team here. All right. Are we ready? Do it. Rich, number one pick. I'm going to go ahead here and take Lindsey Webster. Oh, Oh my God, I can't believe it. I think I'm going to go ahead and take Lindsey Webster here. Uh, So when was the last time she's lost a national series race? Uh, 11 straight races, period, dating back to 2019 Tahoe that she has won. Ah, yeah. Nicole's been the only speed bump in the Lindsey Webster story. And really, yep. the the Tahoe one, Should I would chalk up to injury. And the other <clears throat> two were uh, sea level flat races at Alabama and Jacksonville. Yeah. Nicole could have beat her at Tahoe. She was she was running great, but we weren't seeing a full Lindsay Hilt. Still got still got to mention it. You're right. That was the best Nicole Nicole has ever been at that time. But when you have a stress stress fracture in your foot, Kirk, what's the one thing you don't want to do? I would assume bomb a downhill run in general. Yeah. <laughs> you took her single greatest weapon in Tahoe, which is our, which are her descents and you removed that. So the only place that she would guarantee to take time back, she couldn't. So it will never know. Yep. But she it just, uh, without Emma being here becomes pretty clear. <coughs> We'll see how she wants to navigate this type of course, if she'll take it easy and and because as we've seen her do in the past, or if she will just try to assert herself early. Both strategies work, especially with the athletes that have been, that are in this field. So uh, I don't think you'd get good odds to bet on Lindsay here. So that's why I'm taking her first. Yep. I'm surprised we don't see face stunning here. Mm. She generally can race well at altitude. She's obviously in good road distance shape right now. This might be her course to sneak in and just steal a second. I just don't think she cares enough to put in all that effort to go race somewhere. Right <laughs> I, now. I, and I and I agree with you. It just yeah. you look at it on paper and you think who's the fastest person here. And I don't know if there's just a 
there's not a standout on the female side to who the fastest runner is. I think it's still Lindsay. If this was a 10K, I think she would still win. Yeah, of the next. Of that Of the group. next. Of the next. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. It would be a race for sure. Yep. All right. Obvious Jack. Below this All right. one. Uh, next obvious pick, I'm going uh, with Ryan Atkins. I think that he and Lindsay are going to be the first two to ever podium in Canada, Mexico, and the U.S., <laughs> which is the Elite Series this year, and they're both going to come out on top. Huh? Yeah, I mean, no one else has done that. No one. Um, Ian Hosick also, and Ashley Heller, and there, there's one or two more in the field who have podiumed in Mac- or in uh, Canada before. So you could see a couple other people do it, but I think the safest bets are obviously Lindsay and Ryan. I Brad, podium you OCR Worlds in Canada. Is that yeah. Spartan. Spartan. Oh, oh, now we're gonna add qualifiers. Yeah. I guess I guess Bracking, yeah. You're you're the well, they also did in Canada. Well, not Mexico. So you're right. Bracken, you're the first. Put some respect on my name here. Definitely. <laughs> it's an embarrassment. Yeah. Atkins at this one, I mean, he seems to be the clear pick on the men's field. But like I have we seen him on a flat beast? Like, what is is it is West Virginia the closest thing that we can point to? that is going to be similar to this course. He's won there. He's a good swimmer. But he I wouldn't say that the, the win. They're how not dis- that similar of courses. How distorted is our perspective when 1,900 feet of gain over 13 miles is a flat course? What is wrong with us? <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's not going to be a flat course, right? It's going to be broken rhythm, and that's an Atkins written all over yeah. it, no matter where the rhythm is broken or how. That's what I think. The first eight miles, are is it's pretty much running. There, there, there's one carry in there and where, where things need, where things are going to get interesting in the first mile, of the last 5k, there's two carries in like one mile, like the sandbag and bucket are like a half mile apart. So like if Atkins is around by those carries, like, I think that he would be the favorite, but like, I think people could get away from him here. I think this is the hardest place to be because for both of these picks, the question is, do you take VJ Jones or the best person on paper? You don't think he's the best person on paper? I don't know. I don't. Is Mark Batra set up on paper to be the best person on this course? Maybe. Is VJ? Is the narrative mm-hmm. that he is not a beast guy tied to a mountain beast? These next, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I'm done overlooking Ryan Atkins. That was my thought. Mm-hmm. He just won. You, you can't leave him at this point. I don't know. Huh? Yeah. Regardless, you you and you two are gonna have uh, some some great back to back picks right here. Yeah. yeah, this is the king's pick. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm torn because I want to go back to back guys here, Kirk. You but do. I do because I feel like if you take Botrus and VJ, you have wiped the board clear of the potential winners. But you're leaving out. You could take the second and third women right now. Yeah, you just got to look at who's got podium, true podium potential on both sides of the board. And yeah, we got Mark and VJ. I think we have to pick VJ no matter what. VJ needs to be picked. I don't think you can make an argument against that. And you look at Mark from slow and give him six more miles of running. But you put it at 9,000 feet. At altitude. Which he's shown the ability to do. Yeah. He's, he's run uphill at Tahoe. Tahoe. That's true. He was seventh there a few years ago, but he was also forty fifth there. In he's never been outside a top five at the top. I don't believe. <clears throat> That's my only thing with 
was sometimes his strategy is that it's a little bit too aggressive. And like, you know, we look at him now with the, how well he's done in world's toughest. It's like, Oh, he can has, he has the distance, Mm -hmm. but I think he can overextend himself for this 13 mile distance a little bit too often that we've seen it, but he's going to (laughs) try. He's going to try to be, he's going to try to be on the podium for sure. So we agree on VJ. 100%. 100%. Yeah. All right. Let's give like, us a beach. Yeah. I like that in. What I want to do is just like part of me wants to just get lucky and be like, well, we got like three women to pick from whom one of them is going to take <clears> second <throat> place. And that's going to be our strip. We're going to win this thing. We're going to pick one of those and we're going to nail it. Can I just yeah. add something on VJ real quick? Yeah. You know that he has never podiumed at a beast. Yeah. But he was fourth in West Virginia or fifth. Six was the best that he's ever gotten a beast. Ever? I- I still Ever. think it's when do we run beasts? Yeah, well, California. You know, he was, he's, ba- he's, a, he's basically done West Virginia and Tahoe in the past, right? Because a lot of the California races where he got yeah. a lot of his experience yeah. from, they're not always beast distance, but right? I mean, I'm mainly mentioning this because once he finally does podium at a beast, which is going to be pretty soon, I think that we can officially it's say be like Saturday, he's, he's progressed enough. Yeah, he's mentioning it. To give you guys pause in your pick to throw no, they already locked him next in. time. I waited no, I know. for that. No, I know. Then now you're just in their heads yeah. for the sec- next pick. And VJ said in his interview with us recently, like he needed to get his nose rubbed in the dirt a little bit, and his nose has been rubbed in the dirt a little bit. And uh, I, I don't, I don't see him going and taking any worse than third here. <clears throat> so on the female side, we always lump Rose and Alex Walker together, and if they are together, Rose lives at altitude and Alex doesn't. Uh-huh. So this would seem to be the time she finishes ahead. But do you not pick Annie Doobie? That's who my mind's going to. And then Rhea Coble's the longer, the better. And it's at elevation as well. But I, my, my my eyes go right to Annie Doobie right now. I, if if Chris hadn't just looked mortal this last week, and I'd be pushing for her. Well, let's just take Annie. We're both on so, board. Well, I guess the question, do we want to, I mean, I, I that's the pick I want from the female side, but. The Mark thing, like we know he's going to be in the race six miles into the race, right? But I think Annie's going to end up on the podium. I think she's she's going to podium here, don't you? I don't see her being a bust. Me either. Like she's two through like four would probably be as low as I could see her going. I'm good with Annie if you're good with Annie. I'm great with Annie. Lock her in. Sorry, Rich. Not then. Not then. <clears throat> that was who I was going to be right take back. if you didn't. So. Yeah, I mean, she's just going to become more and more fit. Yeah. You know, like it's only going to get better. down there. She's and she's raised. She, she raced, she gave the podium every, like she ran for the podium in big bear in her first race back where she wasn't quite confident in how her elbow was going to go. Didn't miss any obstacles, just missed the spear. Um, had a little, had a couple hangups and you know, Chris was just ha- having a day. She was just having a weekend. Then so not much could really do. And that's the thing. We remember her most recent accomplishments but we also have to remember that those things add up. Like she is a freak of all freaks, Chris, but you can only go to the well so many times. And eventually, even if she can still keep doing things, she's going to lose percentage points. And to go from a rate, I think she did savage to high rocks to Spartan to savage to Spartan to 100 miler. Like at some point you just can't nail your races anymore. Even if you're still really, really good. And travel coast to coast many times. Don't forget about that. Well, we've been talking about know. this. Isn't the first time we've said this. You think but now is the time? I'm not saying it's now, but this is the this is the biggest stacked <clears throat> series of of events that I've seen her do. And she she reached out to 
to Kirk and I, and she said that episode hit me because I was so close to quitting. We've never seen her even like acknowledge a weakness before. So I don't know. I'm not saying this is the time it comes due, but I've well, never, I don't know of a single schedule that's been more stacked than what she's done in the past month. Well, now the doubt that you are like putting out there about her is just going to fuel her fire even more. You didn't keep her. You didn't draft her. No. So, all right. That's fine. And no one should touch her either. And, the, <laughs> and you know, Toxic. maybe she'll, maybe she'll last until it gets back. I'm not sure. Jack, what do you think? I was going to take Annie with the next pick if she was still on the board. I was going to, I would have taken Annie there too. Yeah. She's best two worst four in my opinion. So yeah. you got to get those points. Mm-hmm. Yep. And All really right. um, she's not best two. We saw her do almost take Lindsay in, in, in Carolina that year. So she it didn't, relies on burpees though. It does, but but like the upper the the upper limit actually is one for her. Even if it hasn't happened, she's yeah. been in, in range. Theory. Yeah. For sure. And I don't know if there's another woman in this field where you can look at her and say that. This would have been a lot different with Emma in the field. Oh my goodness. This whole draft. But <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um my pick, well, you didn't take him. I'm going Mark Battress, so thanks mm. for leaving him. Would you have wanted him over VJ? In this course, yes. I actually would have taken him. Just because he beat him head-to-head in, in a 5K, and he's been so close at other races, like, I don't I don't know. I just feel like this is this is a great course for, for Batras, and he's proven on beasts in the past. Um, you can't. I still think VJ is probably going to get third, um, but I would have gone Batras over VJ if the two were on the board. This is one of those I think you could argue back and forth every week, the argument yeah. between these two. Mm-hmm. No matter what even happened the week before, there's still like we have this memory of Vatras blowing people away on the run and destroying world's toughest. And we have this memory of VJ just smoking through everyone on every course he practically ever runs and then giving it to Vatras and slow. It's I I don't know how you pick them. Yeah. VJ, Other than how could you not pick VJ? V- VJ yeah. for sure. His endurance is so much better. He's been doing 15 plus mile long runs and stuff at, at 6,000 plus feet every weekend he's he's definitely gonna impress some people here with his endurance if vj doesn't win or podium it's because he got beat botris yeah. is the one that will either beat them or beat himself like he might fade vj yeah. is just going to do his job either way and that's what makes botris so scary is that he's willing to blow up he doesn't care about that and that's a weapon yeah i think for people on the board Batris can win so had to take Jack, what at the beast distance? I mean, you had the stats for VJ. Has Batris? Because usually when he when he shows out and gets on the podium, it's been in the super distance. Yeah. Is there? If you're talking like national series level, you're, you're right. Yeah. He's, he's been more of a threat at super distance level or races before but, he can blow up. Yeah. He's done well in West Virginia, and and you know he would have done well until he hasn't really, until he blew right. up. Yeah. 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 So right, you guys that think has so much more vert. He's just going to be broken rhythm less. Do you, do you guys think on the who's on top Yancey prediction? Top there, needs to, there needs to be a rebrand, I think, here at some point. Yeah, we're gonna, there's we're too much to – yeah. Okay, because there's a lot, a lot of names. Do you think he'll be the person that will be picked to get third most, Patris? Third or better, yeah, I think so. I think a lot of people would have him in their podium. Okay. Yep. 
Okay. He could win. He could get eighth. Who knows? Yeah. But, but he'll be, yeah, he'll score for you. All right. Back to Back me. to back. Go ahead. Oh, man. Um, got some gems. I wouldn't have to think about yours, Rich. Yep. I'd plug them both in right away. <laughs> don't. Don't talk to me while I draft. Same. Yep. Obvious picks. Don't talk yeah. to me while I draft. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's that obvious. You can pass, and I'll take the next one if you want. <clears throat> have we done any trading ever in this draft? We could. That'll be a good di- next year. We have to keep it the same this year. Why? Well, just because you're not the person who's about to get traded with. Maybe drafts have maybe trades have always been part of this. We've just never done it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take Rose here. Yeah, I think that's the most obvious. She spent time in Mexico also, so she is. And here's where he's going to have to decide if he wants to sleep on the couch this weekend or not. (laughs) He's got to take Nick here, but there's there's a better option. Oh, I love this internal wrestling don't talk, match. Don't talk to me while I try. I'm going to take Chris Rogowski here. Whoa, that wasn't oh, where I was thinking. Did not expect it. Going for the ladies. Load it up. It's not a bad pick. So you think you think that she's just not going to be affected? Like, she's proven it time and time again. I will give her the benefit of the doubt over literally anybody in this field that is her effective fourth place is affected <laughs> yeah seriously mm-hmm. yeah. she won That's the high rocks world go. championships yeah didn't sleep drove to big bear and podiumed that i like i'm done i'm done i'm not See, gonna I say think when it, when it happens she's run 100 mile races before she's gonna do a bunch i think she's year. fantastic i think the come down from all of that multiple weekends of bad sleep Multiple, like, yeah, you can not fake it because she hasn't faked anything, but you can get away with it. Like, you can get away with an hour of sleep and still race well two days in a row. But once you start compounding and traveling, like, rent always comes due and it's time to write that check. And I unfortunately think she's writing it right now. And Chris, I'm, if you're listening, that's no fault to you. You're going to come back and crush everybody. I just like, people are human. I don't care. I just don't, I don't see it. I want to see it. You guys are selling your stock. Okay. I'll buy some. Not selling. No, not, it sounds not like you're selling anymore. Um, her stock's as high as it's ever going to get right now. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it. Sounds like you guys are selling. And, selling and at the high for, price. Don't forget you, you by picking her in round three. Now she's eligible as a keeper for Utah. So I remember. Good, good move there. Thank mm. you. Okay. Um, uh, what about what about Rose? So you mentioned she spent time in Mexico, but I don't think she was. She, I mean, she was living there. I don't think she was at elevation. But I, I'm just saying, beach. in terms of you know yeah. culturally and. No, you know, food and all, all the other digestive issues that Kirk was alluding to. I, she might have a little bit better grasp on it than others. She just yeah. takes one. And she's one fast. Ice cube. <laughs> one ice cube is it. I don't think you develop a, a stomach for that in, in one vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and like I said, she lives at altitude, is one of the faster runners. Yeah. I have her second ranked on the women's side. For this year overall, second overall, that'd be great. I mean, who else lives at altitude? Who's got her wheels? I just, I can't point to anyone. So. Yeah. No, I, I I think Rose probably ends up third, but she's had multiple podiums last year. She hasn't looked as good this year, but she was kind of dealing with some health issues, but I, I don't, I don't blame you at all for picking her this early. 
That's a great back-to-back mm-hmm. set of picks, though. Yeah. All right. My pick? Your pick. I'm going with the the athlete who is used to this, Angel Quintero. There, we saw what happened in Abu Dhabi. Once travel's involved, you, you suddenly see the locals do a little bit better. Sergey, he lived in the Middle East for a little bit, heading into Abu Dhabi, gets second place. Fantastic athlete, but is he really second place most of the time? Probably not. Um, and I just think that having that local feel and, and just being used to the obstacles that he's going to see and just <clears throat> the travel. He lives at 9,000 feet also on hell. He's going to have a heck of a race. He's who I wanted. He's always my guy. That's yeah. a boy. And I mean, yeah, he does well at high altitude races. He's probably pretty fast. What do you think is 5k, 10k non mod? I don't know. Oh, he, he's, he's like in his prime days. He's a sub 15 guy for sure. Yeah. He was like a low nine steeplechaser, I thought. Which for whatever reason, it's so endearing to me to always watch him blasting down these mountains in his uh, Adidas SL twenties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just doesn't wear trail shoes. Doesn't need it. Honey badger don't care. <laughs> uh, okay, I like it. And I mean, that's yep. the first Mexican athlete off the board, and yep. we're gonna have to draft some of them. So mm-hmm. he was probably the surest thing. Uh, I I didn't think he was going to come back to me at eleven because Bracken is on the team that's picking next, and he loves Angel. So that was my my rationale. All right. Yeah. Was that yeah? You have two guys I wanted. Thing? Yeah. But Jack's admit, just drafting dudes. He's just well, drafting my picks. That's well. You had the was, chance. You, Bracken, you took my picks. Show. I wanted VJ and Annie, but you took them. Kirk, to me, it's real obvious. Oh, we need to pick two females, and those females are obvious. Don't okay, go. I was actually going to go one of each. Wow. Wait a minute. You were going to go Nick? I was going to go Nick and Alex. I was going to go Alex and Rhea. Let's do it. You, Let's you, you do feel, what? You feel good about that? Look at the numbers on the board. Like, There's only four chicks been picked. Like, If we're going to play the odds here, um, yeah. and there's been eight, seven guys picked, we're going we're gonna to snag some good points out of both of those. No questions asked. Yeah, I was just thinking we have Godette waiting at the end here. So, like, we already have a guy we could wrap up and then just go on a, a girl run. But I think either way, Alex Walker, let's put her in. I think we're losing Alex and and Rhea if we let it go any longer. And then we're starting to just guess between the men in the 5 to 10 range after that. Jack has to draft ladies at some point. But could, do you need to? You can convince me. Nick's an athlete. He's a heck of an athlete. My only thought is that he's still a top three guy potentially and no one else on the board is you don't say no one you don't see let's go raya i I think raya could pull something off i think so Nine thousand feet sounds Mm rayish to me you got raya yeah i like it and i really like stealing other people's athletes so i wanted rich to have to explain to nick why he waited so long and didn't get him again all right I think that's a smart move taking taking the women. I'm kind of in a tough spot with them. Um, You're in a bit of a pickle here, Jack. All good, all good. Because I've got Nick Mask on my team right now. You go. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, he messaged me and said I'm worth a third round pick. So getting him in fourth, that's good. Yeah. So. I you think still have no well. females. Is that true? That is that's correct. True. I, oh, this I, is, I have I to go all, all women now, but I'm fine. I like, I like who my team is. 
Would you be mad with Atkins, Batras, Angel, Nick, and Woods as your men? Probably not. Well, no, other than that they'd have to go one through five in order for you to balance out your women. They, could. they usually could. We know they it. could. Yeah. I still think Nick Nick could be second here or first. Yeah. Nick could win yeah. this. Think, think of what he's done in, in Seattle on a beast course. He's got the second fastest beast time ever. And just that just muddy kind of humid terrain on rolling hills. He's done really, really well. And he's already got a third place this year. And he's – I know he didn't have the best showing at altitude – last race but that's power hiking that's not this type of terrain and his foot speed is going to be dangerous what was nick's sentiment on how he felt at altitude for big bear did he share any of those thoughts rich would know he he wasn't afraid of it he didn't think that it cost him anything in the race it was more the the sense and he missed the spear so he he's he's feeling confident about it yeah this is a course of the runners in this field, I mean, maybe outside of Batris, I think Nick is going to be the next fastest guy. And just, I think he's going to do really well. You felt so strongly about that, that you let 12 picks go by and didn't take them. And I thought you guys yeah. weren't going to take them. I tried just, taking them. You were afraid to make him your number one overall pick in front of Lindsay. He'll remember that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's on Could me. you scroll down for a second, Jack? I want to see the the rosters. So Rich has one one guy, three girls. No dudes. I've got all guys, five and out, and then Bracken and Kirk, two men, three women. When in history has picking all one gender before picking the other ever worked out? Has it We're ever about worked to find out? out. I, I tried can't it. see this going well because when you did it, Bracken, it blew up in your face, didn't you? Didn't it? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, tr- I had to try out a couple things. I was testing out training plans and different coaches at the beginning of last mm. year, and they all sucked. They all blew up in my face. And then I got back down to what works. Jack's Jack's uh, circling the drain here. He's just firing off uh, hail marys. Well, you got you got to realize I could have five men end up scoring. All I need are two women to do well. No, That's I mean I work. understand that 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 concept. Yeah. All right. You're, you're going to end up with Ismael Zamora, and you're going to have someone else, probably Bariga. You're going to go international. We'll see. So you can just lock them in now if you want. I'll let you have both of them. <laughs> no, I, Rich, you're up. You already locked in uh, Ryland. We got to uh, Ryland. Gotta this, is my next, this is my next pick here, right? Yep. This, That's this such is a good f- value pick. Yeah, yeah. Ryland at twelve, fifth and sixth so far this year. Less competition this race. That's that's good. I'm gonna need him to like win. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's another guy on this list who's asking for some respect to be put on his name. Yeah. Two I'm taking of them, Lo- actually. I'm taking Logan Broadbent here. He's one of them. He and Hosick are just getting no love in drafts this year. <sighs> Logan probably has, I don't know. What do you think? Marathon times, 232. Top he could go three rip it up. to four in this field if you set him on a flat marathon. And Boston's a little field, bit yeah. rolly. A little bit rolly. Uh, the altitude's a question mark. You know, he lives in very humid part of the country in Ohio. Um, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Poor man's altitude. Virginia, rolling hills, you know, great turnover. Did really well there. Yeah, and if you yeah. get a chance to get out and get rolling. I don't know I how could, technical this is going to be. 
I could see him like he's, you know, he podiumed in Jacksonville in the sprint dude to, I mean, great fitness. Don't get me wrong, but the tire snafu and he ended up in a podium, but I don't think in a U.S. series Logan's ever taken top five outright. Like, let's say like he just outworked everybody else. He's been close. I think you could see him in this race, maybe like have the chance to outright earn a fifth position. I think at West Virginia, he was fourth. Was he really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, Botrus faded to fifth, right? Yeah, six, okay. six or seven. Oh, no, no, he yeah. may have been like ninth. I thought it was um, like, yeah, I, th- I thought Tyler got third, and then it, right after Logan, Logan Goddard, see Tyler here. Yeah, Goddard was fifth, and then and then I think Mark faded to ninth. He missed like the Hercoist. Yeah. Um, and like a rough he, ending. But yeah, he's pushing it. And Tyler Logan can't was get off of work or what? What's the deal with Tyler? Uh, yeah, he just said he's not going to this one. Is he going to be in Colorado Springs? He was, he was trying to be it. Um, I don't know. Probably not on uh, Saturday. Probably Sunday. Lucky. But he was Lucky. trying to go to Big Bear, but he couldn't get off of work. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So Logan here. So I, I, I mean, where where I picked him, it's good. All right. Yep. All right. Um, my pick. Well, I have to pick a woman, and I'm going to pick the one who got eighth place at Big Bear and who is probably the best uh, athlete from Mexico on the women's side, Bernice Barrera. Um, I just, you know, same, same deal with Angel. She's used to the conditions, um, home country, and she kind of stacked up pretty well in Big Bear against some, some tough competition. And she's done really well in Mexico throughout her career. So I think she, she was the best athlete on the board and yeah, get to know her. I was going to take her just because I knew you were going to take her here, and I just wanted to throw it in your face. Yeah. But couldn't risk it. Got no dudes. Um, okay. So, I mean, yeah, she was eighth at, at Big Bear. She won the Mexican series in 2021. Yep. So she's going to be the best Mexican athlete in this field. So, yeah, we'll see how. So I could very well see her yep. being top 10 again, like no doubt. Yeah. Yep. All right. Bracken and Kirk, back to back. Kirk, do you have any strong feelings? We're kind of in our first pickle, I feel like, here. Yep. Two like, men, three women. Yeah. I, I mean, again, there's two less men chosen versus women. So for playing the odds, trying to focus on the women makes sense. Yeah, I think so. But I'm Ian, okay even going two women here. You are. Well, and I've thought about it. Ian, Ian Hosek on the board at this distance at elevation. He can run flat if he needs to, and he's good in the mountains. He's only getting more fit. So there's a case to make for Ian cracking the top five in this race, which would be a no brainer, uh, you know, to pick in a sense at this point. But um, I want to hear your thought process. And then the, the, there's a couple of women that stand out, but why don't, why don't you let me know what you're thinking? Well, Casey and Faye are always on my list. <clears throat> They're just my old standby. I know I'm going to get good solid points out of them. And then Ashley Heller, I feel like she's due at some point. And Alicia Keeker is steadily improving. So those are my four women I'm looking at. Uh, I don't know if any of them move the needle more than Ian Hosick does. Who has the best top-end potential of those five people? I would say Ian's the only one who could crack the top five right out of them. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. We just haven't seen him, but it doesn't mean he can't. So... You want Ian and one of the women? I'm very, yeah, I could be persuaded on this one, but I like, I don't like that Ian's still sitting on the table because I know his potential at the beast distance at elevation. So I think we should take him and then I'll defer to you on the, the woman, the woman of our choosing. 
He's going to put it in and he's going to turn the blame right on you, Bracken, when you when you goof up this pick. I might. Let's go Faye Morgan. Oh, when in doubt. Automatic 8th to 10th. <laughs> when in doubt. She yeah. is as reliable as any single athlete. Like, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. I approve. And then who's your second pick? You got back-to-back. Oh, let's just try Ian Hosick then. <laughs> just wanted to wait an extra round to keep him for a potential keeper. Totally our strategy. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Actually, I thought we announced him already. I thought we did too, but no, keep him oh. there just in case. No, no, no. Let's do that. Let's. Like I like that. that. Yep, okay. your mistake is our benefit there yep. in case. Nah, it's a, it's I like Utah typo. for him, so good. It was a verbal typo, so. Yep. <clears throat> Yeah, solid picks. But, um, okay, my next pick, I am going to go with Ashley Heller. I think that she's done well in human environments before in the past. Um, I think she got fourth place in Asheville last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, she's just kind of, she, she's been pretty consistent most of the time. And she has a lot of top end potential when she has a really, really good day. So <clears throat> no issues there. Okay. I like it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. For me. Um, I'm going to take. Before you go, Rich, at this point of the last two drafts, we were still haggling over world championship podium contenders. This is starting to really show the, the lack of depth in this field compared to the first two. And I don't know if it's an issue of going over to a different country or what, but we were still talking about, absolute world beaters in the seventh round and sixth round last time. Yeah. Yeah. We have seventh and 10th woods and got it, but we're starting to feel that those are locked in the, mm-hmm. being able to have a dropped race. Now people are mm-hmm. opting for this one to be the dropped race, much like how it was at the end of last year. So, yeah. So I don't know. Now this is now big I, bear from last year. Basically. I don't know. I don't know, Jack. What do you think? Would you would you draft yourself in this draft? Uh, not having come back from COVID right now, like there's no way. Okay, if you didn't have COVID, where are you drafting yourself? You taking yourself right I'd take here? I take myself as a wild card. I think I can get 16th. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you're saying you're better than Ian Hosek? No, no, no. 16. There are 15 men and 15 women who get picked. Oh, I feel wild like card. Wild card. Yeah. Wild card. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm taking Miguel Arroyo here. You have some inside information? No, I just know that he he won the Mexican series last year. Um, And that's legitimately all I know about him. Jack, what what else can you tell us about him? Um, He's a a decent racer. Um, He's on the pro team. There wasn't as much competition. (laughs) This just in. No. Yeah, decent racer um, drafted. Is that what we're yeah, paying you yeah, for, I Jack? He no, won I, this I, I had him, he's a decent racer. I had I had him twentieth seed in my list that I've got right here compared to everybody on the board. So it might have been a little bit of a stress. So you probably should have done your research. But he's uh he's a solid athlete, Ouch. and I don't know, just not he, he started his career in age group, um, kind of like Annie did, I guess. But she's obviously had better success. See? But um, most of the time, he's not 
you know, with on hell at the front of these type of races, but. So just to clarify, he's a decent racer. He's a solid athlete and he's a Spartan pro. And he's going to give it a hundred percent. Let's hear your insight. You tell me, you guys tell you couldn't even pronounce his name that you only did first and last name, not the middle two rich. So go ahead. You knew who I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but the, they, the cheapest thing to do is to turn around and attack Jack. No, the, yeah. the, Sometimes cheap, the cheapest just, thing to do is try to blame someone you don't know any info about them and then put it back on them like course map stuff. But we we all have our role here. Yeah. And yours is guru. Hey, I, I gave you some info. You didn't know you he wanna, was a pro team. I could have guessed that he was a decent racer and a solid athlete. Yeah. Yeah, I could have guessed that. All right, Rich, who's your next decent racer and solid athlete for your back to back pick? I'm going to go ahead here and take. Don't, don't do it. I don't know. I have nobody in. Uh, in you're here. You've got three of each gender. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I should have got to the top. I'm going to take. Hold on. <laughs> you're so worried. All right, dude. I'm going to say. Maria Isabel Zamora Zarate. There, there she is. There, Jack. Double there. Z flies off the board. You crushed, you crushed it. Yeah. Now I have some inside information about her. Okay. She hurt. Uh, she, enjo- she enjoys running. <laughs> She's into outdoor activities. She and, in uh, and when they lined up by uh, alphabetical order in class, she never got to be line leader. Yeah. Dead last. So do with that what you will. Sounds like a good value pick she, to me. She has raced in the U.S. quite a bit. She's often on the podium with Alex Walker in Texas races, and she comes over uh, a lot. So she has uh, she's faced plenty of U.S. competition. This is kind of right around where I think she should have been picked. Great, yeah. Jack. You're you're skipped here. Ryan Woods. I'll take him in with the twentieth overall pick. This is the Woods pick, Kirk. If it were just me, I would go off the freaking rails right now. <laughs> okay. And ju- just as a reminder, you've got three men, four women, just like Rick. I I believe that the surefires are gone. Oh, I got one I think is standing out to me that's going to come come through better than her perceived worth at this point. Well, okay, sorry. Next round, I'll go off the rails. For now, I will go Alicia and Casey. What we only think? can pick one female, I think. You only right? need one. Yeah. Uh, you've got, yep, three men, four women. Uh, okay. I'll some dudes. I think Casey's, I think Casey's going to have a good race here. So good. that's what I lean towards. But what about you? Yeah, she's always on, on, on Team Badass. So let's do it. We Going with Casey. And then I think we should get out the dartboard. We should close our eyes and we should just throw it. I would take Chris Brown. You want to take a non-wild card? Okay, so here's here's my rationale here, Kirk. And it doesn't have to be this round, but in the wild card, it's either going to be Tiffany Palmer or Chris Brown is going to be taken by everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So our chances of getting... Can you scroll down the wild card? You're last. So our chances of getting either of those two are not good. Which means we're going to have to pull the trigger on them early. Now, how early is it? Do we have anyone else on here that we think are guaranteed to be top 10? I don't know two-thirds of the guys on that list. Right. So if we're guessing they're not going to score for us anyway, for me, a swing at a Chris Brown's worth it. Now, is it super early? Yes. But if he races, (laughs) he's a keeper for Utah. 
So you can't you can't move your wild card. It doesn't count as your wild. Like just no. I mean, if you're <laughs> picking someone you don't think is going <laughs> to score for you, and you choose someone else as a non wild card, basically wild card. I think it's smart. I, I think you should don't do it. The logic either. I stand behind my man. I said it from the start, Bracken. Okay, Chris Brown. Chris Brown. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Sergey Prolegin knowledge here. of anybody um, in Mexico. Yeah, yeah and, and to not okay. have to say anyone's do name. Do you think anyone from Mexico, if Chris shows up, to do any of them beat him? Well, no. Uh, Does anyone like? Anyone, I'm like, but he's already picked. If yeah. you were that pumped about anyone from Mexico, you would have taken them by now. That's true. Yeah. So like we're taking... all at the reaching point. Other than I still believe Alicia can be top 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus it's I can like, see her last name now and it makes me feel good. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Sure. The, this is like taking like Josh Gordon in fantasy every year. It's like, he, yeah. just, he yeah. he's, yeah. might play by week six and when he does, it'll be awesome. But like, I can run two back the and then he's going to get popped. Then he's yeah. going to get popped with <laughs> popped once again. Uh, so it could be tremendous Brown. value. And then you could keep them. You can't keep a, uh, a wild card, so you can keep this. He's not coming to us in the wild card. No one's going to let Chris Brown go by in the mm-hmm. wild card. There's no one going to be left by there that's so enticing, unless someone has inside information that someone may or may not show up. We got two long-term solid investments between Ian Hosick and Chris Brown to push through till next till Utah. We need them. I love yeah. Utah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, KBB at Utah would be. And we mm-hmm. still don't have our Godet pick officially made, so I like where we're at. Me too. Yeah. All right, so I'm up, and oh, look, I have to pick women. Okay, um, next pick, I am actually going with uh, Eloisa Godinez Romero. She ended up winning the last race that was down in Mexico, and after talking with Angel and some other athletes, they say that she might be the best uh, female athlete in Mexico right now. So I was just thinking that none it's of you Godinez, knew that. So not Godinez. Just uh, I think the the Enya got removed when mm-hmm. when I typed mm-hmm. it because so, I have a a replacer thing. So is that is that a legit excuse? <laughs> yeah, because either you said it wrong or you or you didn't type her name no, correctly. It's got, either way, it's, it's, it's got the Enya. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you'd like me to fix it, I can. Doesn't I, really matter. I prefer accuracy. Okay, well, I'll, I'll pick that. Here we go. We've got our, our Enya coming somewhere. <laughs> Easy fix. <laughs> yeah. Easy. All right. And then this is why I kept it simple and I drafted Chris Brown. KBB. Uh, mm-hmm. So it does not look like the Enya is available for some reason. Just, just pick one of those with another little thing. There we go. Here we got our Enya. <laughs> you know what? That's not doing it for me. Can we go so, back? That looks stupid. That's that's not, still that's confusing. Not, that's not hard. We're going to have to go back. Okay. All right. Anyway, choose the best woman left on the board. Um, Yes. We've got rich back-to-back picks. Three men, four women have been taken for you. Decent athlete. I'm going to take Andrea. How about this one, Jack? Clorec? Clorec. Clorec? I think you have to pronounce the A. Clorec. He's French. Clorec. Clorec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that? I took you know both French him? and Spanish in my time and did very yeah. poorly and can pronounce very little in in both. Uh, so this dude, he's he was in the mix in slow. He one place behind Kirk. Yeah, and I think he also had a had a miss there. He was in that 
group of people who ended up in like that 15 to 20 ish range, you know, remove a lot of the depth from that race. Did he fail something there? Yeah, I think, I think so. He also, he also did a race um, this past weekend. I think it was Monterey um, where he grabbed the top of Helix like 50 feet from the finish line and they gave him an arbitrary 10 minute penalty. So instead of second place, he ended up getting like 20th. Um, My guy, my guy, water. Yeah, laid it down on people he in did. Monterey, yeah. gave it to everybody. Um, and Andrea is also like a 33 minute 10k guy and a really good triathlete. So running, he's got a really good engine. Mm-hmm. He's probably yeah. got a pretty decent mod then if he's a triathlete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, another pick. You've got four and four. So last pick of each gender before the wild card. Let me get Alicia Keeker here. All right. She's due. The, the obvious one. Yeah. She's actually done a race in Mexico recently. It wasn't, it was more of like a hybrid style race. She went down and kicked butt. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she's, she's been training for the national series and altitude's a bit of, like the climbing is more of an issue for her than I think the actual altitude. So it's a bit long of a race for her. So we'll see what, like, this is going to be, telling for her in terms of how well the the running that she's been putting in over the course of the past you know, 12 to 18 months is, is paying off and seeing where that is in terms of progress. So she could definitely pop one because she has been training so hard, uh, but also it's a little bit of unknown with the distance and with the, the altitude on this, but yeah, nope. Probably the safest bet left in the field. Not a bad pick. Um, all right, me. Uh, okay. So I have to pick. Women, I'm going Claudia Pavia. She is typically on the podium down in Mexico as well. Um, she's also raced in South America before, and she's just had good results from what I've seen. Um, I think out of the remaining athletes in the field, based on the stuff that I've looked up, she's the best one remaining, so that's who I picked. Okay, who'd you pick last round? Uh, Eloisa Godinez Romero. Romero. So, yeah, so I'm at five and four. Both of you are at four and five for men and women. And we've got Bracken and Kirk. Now, have you counted Gaudette as our man? Yeah, he's already on there. Okay. So you have one more pick. One more guy. Is there anybody that could be showing up that isn't on this list that we didn't hear back from? I I have asked like 120 different athletes and – Every single one of them replied, or I was told by like someone who trained with them that they're not showing up. So, like I, I asked uh, Alvaro if he was showing up. I asked uh, Johnny, Josiah, Laura, like the, a lot of the mm-hmm. big big names. They all confirmed now. Nobody's you, giving you the cold shoulder anymore. Like Kempson not responding. You get you got all the intel, huh? Uh, so Kempson posted that he's not going to show up. If you want to take Kempson, go ahead. But he's not showing. We don't reach for guys that we don't think are going to be there. (laughs) There's no precedent for this. There's no precedent. Be there doesn't mean he's racing. Kirk, I would go Clinker because he beat me and he lives at altitude. I was just going to close my eyes and pick one of the Mexican guys just because home field advantage. But I would weight that on nothing. So okay, I'm impartial. If you like Clinker, go for it. If anybody can beat you. He should end up on the podium, right? You're darn right. Easy. Is that what you want? But we can't wait. Yeah, we got one male. Is that what it is? So yeah, it's yep. last guy. And then your next pick is the last wild card. So I'll let you look it over one more time. I don't care. I'm fine either way. I do not care. All right. 
Jacob. He's, Where did he he's beat a, you? Much, Ohio improved athlete. Oh. Yeah. He hasn't had his breakthrough this year. I don't know if we've even seen him. Did he whoop you in Ohio? Did he whoop you? Gave it to me. Okay, I like that. All right, Jacob. I, now I feel something for you. Let's do He's this. Solid. You He's talk about Fatkins and stuff like that. This was Pat Bracken in Ohio, but still, he <laughs> gave it to me. All right. Pre-hernia <laughs> surgery, not not pre-hernia after the hernias. Yeah. Okay, so post knee pre-hernia. Between injuries, basically. I did it as week one of it was my get back into running to start prepping for Tennessee mile. So mm, 13 gotcha. weeks later, I was in decent shape. You snuck that one. That was the last second one too. Wasn't it Brad? Did you even use your name? I used my name. I shouldn't oh. have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That All affected right, your Yancey camp score pretty severely. Oh man. Saying. He beat me Is that still life. up to date, Jack? Um, I'm updating it probably minutes. after this race. Cause you, you kind of need some data points. Otherwise it's just not really fun to look at. Three is a um, good data data yeah, point. Exactly. Um, okay, so last pick for me, I'm going Maria Bariga. Yeah. Oh, I called Zerati and Bariga eight rounds ago. Just, you should just let me draft your team next time. Uh, I might actually win if that happens. So yeah. <laughs> don't bad. yeah. Don't I, kiss I looked up at the head to head records of every single athlete in Mexico, and she is the best remaining uh, on the female side compared to. Bertha, Dulce, and Lucero. So, yeah, she was third in the national series. So, yeah, on the podium there. Yep. And Jack, you're right. It's tough to track people in foreign races because they'll use so many different names. Yeah. Or you'll have like an accent over, or like a tilde over the E, and one race it shows up, and then other times it's just a regular E. Um, So it's Mm -hmm. really difficult. You kind of need to know what you're looking for to find these athletes. Yep. All right. Last pick of the standard draft, Rich. You have to pick for this one. Um, a, oh, Dude. Sorry, Camacho is such a sweet last name. I was tempted to do it based off that alone. Yeah. I'm going to take Maurizio Martinez Valdez. All right. The fact that you knew there's a Valdez in there means you've done some research. I did a little yep. bit of research. I didn't just do the dart, the, the DeWint dart method. Mm-hmm. It's a good method. Oh, he, he's good. He's got at least like ten plus podiums in in Mexico. He's a really good uh, racer down there. All right, back now. Back it's a, now it's the free for all. You've got okay, Rich, then me, then Bracken. Confirming all of us are five and five. We can take whoever. Rich, you know, if you want to take someone who's not even going to be here, go for it. No, I'm gonna take uh, uh, Gino Romero. Is that how we say this? Eugenio, huh? Eugenio, that's the guy I want. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely he was who I was gonna pick. Um, so good job there. I just ran out of guys. Is that I probably good? Is it? Yeah, Jack's zero four. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound great. No, he's a he's he's raced in Greece. Um, and he was basic. I think he was. 12 to like 20 in all all of his finishes there a couple minutes behind a lot of the top u.s athletes there and he's always on on hell's shoulder in races in mexico and i think he was 20 seconds behind vj when he went down to mexico um a couple years ago so without question he was the 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 biggest 
person who didn't who people didn't pick. Sounds like a decent racer. I'm excited. Yeah, that was definitely the best guy on the board. I I probably I had him ranked eighth or ninth. He's he's right around Logan. So he's a a really good pick there. Value. Yep. Who you taking? Um, All right, I'm going with the 227 marathoner who's being trained by Angel in his first year of OCR, Ciro Perez Baragan. Um, That's all you need to know. So really fast guy. I switched to OCR this year, and Angel has been training him. He's also in the – he's a paratrooper in the Mexican Army, Um, and we know that being in the Army has paid off for a lot of OCR guys in the U.S., so I'm I'm taking my chances with him. I think that's a great value pick there. Yeah, it is. Sounds good. Jack Jack has to get at least one unproven runner to to go out into the first OCR race and completely bomb. But at least he took it in the the wild card this time. If it's as open as you say, it'd be awesome if he's leading at mile eight. Mm. That'd be be pretty cool. This Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? How fast did he run the marathoner? The marathoner? 227. What year? Um, he ran like a 112 half marathon within the past year or two. So he's still got speed. Year or is that two speed? is a big range. If you said he did it last year, I'd say, okay, if he said two years ago. You guys look it up. You guys tell me what his uh, most recent oh, marathon is. You can't is. be the stat guy and project your research yeah. into us. We're not your grand all, all that I know is Angel told me that he is a 227 marathoner. I looked it up on Google, found him, really is, and... I is one is one twelve is one twelve something to be like? Oh, great! That's for still half. holding five thirty pace for half marathon, roughly. It's pretty. That's it's not worthy in our sport. Yeah. yeah. Let's see what his mods like. We will. That's right. He also won a race in Mexico earlier this year over most of the athletes who are in this field. Nice. So. All right. Great, Kirk. I mean, what's the Tiffany Palmer status? She just didn't get back to you, Jack. Is um, so I talked to her at Big Bear, and she's like, I just like keeping you guys guessing. She said that. So she's never going to tell us. If it was just me, I'm plugging her right in. And I got both my wild cards, KVB and Tiffany, who have both saved me in the past. But if you see a name on here that just leaps out and grabs you like a face hugger from Alien, let's do that. <laughs> I... uh I just Tiffany hasn't committed herself to racing nearly as much in the last few years as she did in the the way back in the day. And so the chances of her going to Mexico to race, like I haven't seen her travel a whole lot in recent years for anything. Big Bear, right? What's that? Wasn't she uh, unknown for Big Bear? Yeah. And when she she showed up, she took sixth or something. Yeah, she was right in the middle of the top 10. Unless there's some other top name, like uh, I could see like a Kempson pulling one on us or like some reason Isaiah Vidal crosses the border and goes down and runs for like, no, who knows why. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Go, we just got to go with Tiffany. We're really he's so big right now, though. Isaiah is he huge? All in yeah. CrossFit mode. Yeah. He's Dude, like there's, an NFL th- player. there's three major carries in this. <laughs> yeah. Tiffany's Tiffany's the call. Yeah. Tiffany. <clears throat> All right. Shall we recap? Of course. Tiffany could join the Mexico-US-Canada squad. She was on my team for that OCR World Championship. 
Yeah. Tiffany, I feel like we all, you know, back to the leaderboard days, we go back, Tiffany, me, you, and Bracken, right? Like we got this unspoken bond. So I say, even if you're not planning to race and this, you hear this, why don't you just book yourself a flight, huh? For the team, for your family over here. I was on leaderboard for a minute. Yeah, you were on leaderboard for a minute. That's Can't right. Can't forget. God, that's back in the day. The good, look at the us. Good old days. Veerman was on leaderboard for a while, I remember. Yeah. Forest, Penland, whole squad. Yeah. Dustin. Whole squad on that real ish. All right. Let's do the recap. Rich, let's recap the first, this thing. First pick, your team. Let's talk about my team. And how do you so feel got, about him afterwards? <laughs> I got Lindsay Webster, Rose Wetzel, Chris Wiglowski going with the ladies, 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 ladies. Ryland, Shadegg, uh, Logan Broadbent. Uh, Miguel Angel Pontone Arroyo. I only had Miguel Arroyo, I believe. Isabella Zamora Zarate, Andrea Cloerec. Help me with yeah. that. Cloerec. Alicia Kieker, Maurizio Mar- Martinez, and Eugenio Romero. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Your top four are stellar. Yeah, yeah my women's and your wild card. This guy's this guy could be fighting for a top five. I'm dead serious. He'll probably be in that five to 10 range, but he's good. So if you're going to women, I probably got a one at worst one, four, five is what I would look at. I think we're going to see the smallest margins of victories and losses uh, in this, this race versus any of the pa- the recent past ones. I'm just seeing it play out that way. Like, I mean, Bracken and I made you guys look like idiots last week, last week. And I don't <laughs> think it's going to be possible to do that. And I don't think anybody's going to do that to anybody in this one. No. Yeah. I think you've got eight. Or nine points with your first three women. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then at worst one, at worst third, at worst probably fifth. Finding those top seven might be rough. Because usually you want someone that's in like the top. Like if you get two people and giving you double digits, that's not great. Yeah. I mean, you're going to rely on someone you've never heard of before to give you your last two spots. Correct. And that's exciting. I'm happy it, for you, Rich. Yeah. This You're going to be all a tingle all day. You better, you better follow them on Instagram if uh, they're on Joyous. Team Rich. Uh, yeah. You know, you could have had I know. Nick. I know. Yeah. Could have had Nick. I was well, sticking it, I was sticking it to Jack. Jack yeah. had no women. I was like, you're going to keep having none. Take, all right. take the dudes. Let's look at my team of guys. Uh, starting off, Ryan Atkins, Mark Batras, Angel Quintero. Oh, Nick Mosk or Mask. Awesome. Um, Berenice Barrera, Ashley Heller, Ryan Woods, Eloisa Godinez Romero, Claudia Pavia, Maria del Carmen Bariga, and Ciro Perez Baragan. Um, I I think I've got a lot of boomer busts where I could have the top four. I could have, you know, eight to ten on the men's side, depending on how they do. So I, I was kind of going on ceiling potential. Um, for the men and just get them out of the way before everyone else snagged them up. Um, and then women, I know that I missed out on a lot of the top Americans. And I honestly think that it's probably going to be seven or eight U.S. women who, or Canadian women who show up before the first uh, Mexican woman crosses the finish line. So I definitely missed out on points there. But I was kind of banking on having a couple people later on scoring some points. You have four who can all go top three. Yeah. But that's not possible. Uh, four or five? All five can't go yeah, top Woods. three. Yeah. Woods could. You have five who could be in the top five, and that's powerful. And yeah. then the rest is going to show how well you really 
I mean, this is going to be a testament to your international drafting. Ciro Ciro is the real deal. I think he'll probably be in that 10 to 12 range. So I can count on that. I think Berenice will probably be eight to 10. Ashley Hetler, probably eight to 10 range. Most of most of the you, Mexican women will probably be in the low low double digits. You think your wild card is going to be in ten to twelve range in this men's field? Yes, he's really good. All right. yeah. He ran, yeah, he ran one twelve two years ago. So yeah, we'll see. Seems like a. I know Nick, Nick. Nick is probably faster than that though, and he's on my team, so I don't have to worry about zero scoring points. That is true. Yeah, I don't know the women. I don't know. I don't know how that will do at all. Your scoring yeah. might start at uh, eleven. This is all all on my guys scoring well and hopefully one or two women doing well. That's my I think there's just too many holes to poke in the men's field with other really good men. So like there's a yeah. lot of ways that could break down. So it makes me a little nervous for you. I know. Like when I look at my my women's squad, like you have the equivalent of my men's squad on your women's side. No, mine's better. Like there's <laughs> no way that those three women on my top are gonna get less than like fifth. Like there's a chance that you don't think I have three guys who can get top five on my team. They could, but I like, I think the chances of them getting 11th, 13th, 15th are, are higher than my women getting outside of top five. Rose isn't going to take 12th, 12th where where Woods missed an obstacle last time. (laughs) Hasn't really done that well. Uh, You know, Batras, we've like, we talked about, he he could, he's going to go out hard. He could blow up Nick mask. We haven't seen. We haven't seen. Angel was 12th in Big Bear. I like like Angel's chances as good as anybody, just being on home soil, though. Yeah, I think it's. I had to snag him early. Well, let's check out the winning team now. (laughs) Save last for last. Mm -hmm. All right. That's a good looking team. I think we're going to smoke it again now that I'm combing it over. Just because you recognize the names. You didn't pick a single athlete from Mexico. So there was no, it's, it's bad karma. No compulsory pick. Just could you guys just didn't do the research. It's fine. Yeah. Didn't want to pronounce the names. I did two seconds of research. Are, so you I don't just want to take like minor in Spanish or something. Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I spent three, three weeks in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. On okay. That's in paradise. I learned a lot of Spanish there. Drop a little como te llamas, Anya. Mostly four letter <laughs> words. Yep. Yeah. All right, I misspoke. I didn't do my research on that. VJ won't be outside the top five. Annie won't be outside the top five. Alex won't be outside the top five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gaudet could be right up there. Yeah. Chris Brown and Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> if Chris Brown's racing, we win. If Chris yeah. Brown's racing, we go 2 0, is what happens. Faye and Casey, yeah. we never have to worry about. Casey just won in Monterey this past weekend. Also. She did. It really she comes down to Rhea. Rhea is like our swing mm-hmm. boat here. If yeah. Rhea shows up, I think we walk away with it. If she doesn't show up and Chris doesn't race, we might be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I, also, I also think the version of Ian Hosick we get is going to factor into this pretty big because he could be another one who could poke holes in everybody else's men. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see it. love to see Ian. What version do we get? Like that. Yeah. Because yeah, I think those those carries at the end. He's he's good at carries. That's that could be a place where people are going to break and really kind of move in and out. Um, if he can hang in that first eight miles and he's around, I think he could do pretty well. He did well in the UK when they had uh, OCR Worlds there, and that was kind of that muddy sloppier mm-hmm. terrain that we're kind of expecting. So, and I'm interested to see what Gaudet does 
because mm-hmm. we haven't seen him recently like gain some purchase in the race. He in slow he started, he made that crazy surge and then suddenly just kind of started moving back a little bit. But we haven't seen him have this style of race where in theory he could be kind of uh, free running for several miles. <clears throat> so I'd like to see what happens when he gets his teeth in it. He's having success. He's up there. If the terrain suits him at all, he could be up helping to push that lead pack. And the longer he gets into it, the more I think we finally see that chances of our God at yeah. breakout happen. Mm-hmm. I'd love to watch this live. How's he recovering from COVID, Jack? You were that, saying you're still pretty beat up. Do we know? That, how he's that's the only reason I was a little, I, I couldn't have taken Goddad anyway. Um, but same with Logan. It's like you just got COVID and I don't know. I, it's, it hits everybody differently, but it, I'm, I'm definitely not ready to, to race right now. And we got it around the same time. So I know Logan said that it's affecting him a little bit. Mark's pretty much recovered from what I've heard. Um, but it's, it's just one of those unknowns. You just really don't know how, uh, how it's going to affect you in, in terms of cardio for the race. But Mark's got such a big engine and he's so fast. Uh, and he, you know, he was running great beforehand on, on some trail races and ultras that he could easily podium. Yeah. The, the thing with Mark, like that physically, it might take a toll on him, but mentally it won't. He's not yeah. thinking it's going to matter. Yeah. He's just like, no, I'm better. It's fine. Dude's tough. Stuff. Yep. Who is kicking themselves that they're not here? If they watch this draft, hot call, Hawk. a little bit myself, maybe. Yeah, Josiah. Oh, we forgot to take Kirk for the wild card. Shit. Yeah, forgot Josiah. to take myself. I got nothing going this weekend. Yeah, we'll man. get out there. Can I sub just because I'm playing this game? If I like sub myself in, can, is there like some rule like if one of us chooses last minute, can we be our own wild card pivot? You'll um, know before we do. Yeah. 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 Well, it depends on the waivers. Who so you guys have the first waiver pick? Or how are we doing waivers? Do we do we always I always forget? Are we doing I waivers? Think you, you backload it, you just continue the snake. So yeah, Bracken so. and Kirk get the first dibs at the wild yes. card. Right. So yeah, which is really powerful. Good. That's where the driver's seat from from here on out. Do you want me to pull up like flights from Minneapolis to I'm doing it right now on my phone. It's exactly what I'm oh, doing. Okay. Continue the conversation. I yeah. think I think Aaron Newell would do well on this course. I was like, yeah, I like. I think he should have gone, but he's not going to be in Utah either. I thought Glenn Race would do well. Yeah, he switched him to Deca, so he had a good, good Deca entry. He's in on Deca. All right. Yeah, Kirk, I I think you should go. I'm just I'm just looking at these flights, but you're gonna need to fly on uh, Thursday instead. Did have a good workout today. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm Let's seeing see flights I'm... for only six mile tempo at five twenty five or something. I was just asleep too. It was nice. I closed in five oh five, and I was like, God, oh, I think I, I could just that. keep. I think I could just keep right. rolling if I had to. My last 5K was at like 16.30, but I was just, I was being conservative. I took a whole week off. I, it's my fifth run back from after taking a week off. And you um, rolled some quarters afterwards? Yeah, like 65, 66. Um, I don't got cheap flights pulling up. No, I'm, I was kidding. They're like $1,600. Yeah, $1,400. bucks. No, yeah. not, not putting myself in. Yeah. Don't care. You could just, but you could win and it could pay for itself. <laughs> Good. And I could buy, get that paycheck in 2023. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jack, we'll see you in Colorado Springs this weekend. Think so I'll see you nice. in Colorado Springs this weekend. Sure, you we don't bowl? have you. No, only only the super. 
I believe. And what th- that you think it's going to be hard? Like, what kind of elevation can we expect from the super? Oh, six depends how they want to do it. Feet. Yeah, oh, that's it. Just, they just could find sixteen hundred if they want it. Yeah, it's just, it's just such a shame because you have such amazing trails and stuff all around. But the whole thing about venues, you need parking, and they just don't have that, and the ability to tear up a, some trails. So what what has us knowing this is going to be a muddy, sloppy course? You rarely see that rain, high, rain high for altitude. five, six days in a row. Oh, uh, but I feel like if that's dry ground, it's going to soak it up like that. Versus like, I mean, do we know how it normally sits? Like what the state you of can, the turf? These areas with some of this this volcanic area, you get like a like a tropical type vegetation oh, yeah. up at seven to nine thousand feet. Oh, sweet. Awesome. So it's not yeah. like your typical. You'd think tree line at nine or 10 and there's nothing else they hmm. max that these south american mountains can be pretty lush hmm. so it could be like south a Seattle. american interesting well when you when you think when you start thinking about south america that's like the stereotypical lush mountains well this is kind of the intermediate spot between south america and north america central america so you can get like a little humidity at altitude and some green yeah. engine okay cool interesting yeah, I'll, I'll look up the humidity now that I think of it. A um, little taste of home for the any Midwesterners who are heading out that way. East Coasters, huh? Yeah. Logan so Broadbent. Right no, no, it's it, it's 60% humidity, 73, 61, 55. So race day, it's it's about 60% humidity. That's and enough. Have, that's some. You, that's a lot. Oh, oh, if you start at like noon, you're going to – that's when the rain – yeah, it's, it's just like your typical mountains where you're going to have the, the storms rolling in the early afternoon. Told ya. <laughs> Told yeah. ya. Yeah, that's not Minneapolis in the summer humidity, but it's oh. still humidity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. How, how about uh, top three? Who do you think is actually going to get picked or are actually going to finish top three? I think Atkins wins or Atkins and Lindsay, but he might not win. I'm going to go Botrus, Mask, VJ. Nice. And Not no necessarily actions. in that order, but I think this is a running. Uh, this is going to be you a. Got, you got to do it in order. Race. You can't. You can't be. Your, your picks matter in order for this. You gotta, Atkins Woods VJ. That's what I'm going. I like Atkins uh, mask and yeah, VJs. Woods. Woods Woods was would be my my one to knock one of those out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Atkins, Batris, and VJ. It's going to be a battle for. You know, we didn't even mention Ryland right there. Um, yeah, he could be right. Godet could easily do. You, you've got some some competitive on hill. A lot of decent athletes in there. Ryland has the Colorado power to win is. this. We've never haven't even given him right the the what he really deserves as far as credit. I think at this point, we know he's coming back from injury, but like Ryland could pull something off. Like he's yeah, he busted out in Utah last year, but I still think there's another level to him we still haven't seen. He's been yeah. two five two and win six. It. Two five and six. Those are his three yeah. national series performances. Dude, like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then on the women's side, and Lindsay for sure. I think Lindsay and Annie, and yep. then Chris, Alex, Rose, Rosie and Alex. That third, oh, that, the top three is up for grabs. Rose will be second or third. Yeah, I think Lindsay, Annie, Alex. That's fine. But... I think we're going to see Ray up. Bust into her, her first podium in, in a while because there's no downhills that are going to slow her down the way that some others do. And I think she's going to roll. That's what I think. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. She's yeah. fit, obviously. She's like the female uh, Logan, who, if you had, if the prettiness of your stride added points to your mod, they'd be off the charts. She just looks like a runner. 
Mm-hmm. I love the way she runs. Impressive. All right, dudes, we did it. So uh, we'll have uh-huh. a recap yep. next week. I don't know if we can do anything on Saturday. Maybe some can if they're not doing anything. But Jack and I are throwing down. They're not, they're not flying in on the Mexico, Jack. Who's going to do the coverage? They're, they're not doing the coverage for it. It was it was too expensive to fly the whole team. Or I'm guessing, but so we're gonna have nothing. Team. I don't know. Uh, I know Steve Hammond's down works. there, and like they'll. I I bet that they'll honestly have like Spartan Mexico HQ end up doing something. Well, I have a message amazing. on my phone right now that I have to call someone. They're trying to put a coverage together. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I got a voice transcript of a voicemail. You know how that is, but it looks like they're trying to throw coverage together remotely. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll we'll talk after, but yeah. All right, dudes. Sounds good. Um, Yancey Camp top five prediction contest. I'll have it up tonight. Get your votes in. Get your mod on. 